0: hello everyone and welcome to the clockwork cantina episode 128 i had to look over and be like what episode is this again because we have so many of them now um how are you all doing out there yeah
1: one 128 man we're almost at 130
0: that's right before we continue further i'm one of your hosts josh 902 and this is the other host of the show
1: i'm dt3 what's going on everybody
0: how you doing, guys? Sorry we didn't do a show last week, but my sleep schedule was completely boned, and I had to fix it, which I think DT can attest to this. It is fixed, because I fell asleep in voice chat last night and did not leave the chat channel. The entire yeah, it's uh, every,
1: everybody was wondering, like, yo, I don't know how Josh is still in here, like, because we, we, you were there earlier, and I told him, like, like he was here earlier, and then you just kind of, like, uh, Never said anything gonna... again for the rest of the night. So I, yeah, we, I just, gonna... we just assumed you were asleep. Yeah.
0: So what happened was, is I I had your stream open. You were streaming in Discord of you were playing you were playing Sea of Thieves, I think, with Majin and, and so and Val and I. Yeah. And I remember seeing Loki. I saw Loki there. Yep. And then. Yep. 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 And then I was I I had the stream open and I fell asleep and I woke up and I was still in the voice chat and I was like, hmm. This must be because I was watching the stream when I fell asleep. So that could be the only reason that I stayed in chat. There was no sound in this room at all. I didn't have the TV on. I didn't have nothing on. I was just gone. I didn't even have the light on. It was The only thing that was giving me light was the monitors. Because I was passed the fuck out. I was so tired yesterday. I've been working real hard lately. <laughs> so, uh, so that's what that was about. Um... Uh, but yeah, for today's show, guys, we'll be talking about Prey the movie. We watched Prey the movie last yes. week, and then in this, and, and then after we're done with Prey and talking about Prey, we're gonna talk about Westworld season four. Which I watched the last episode this morning when I woke up. I woke up at 7 a.m. and was like, I need to watch Westworld. <laughs> uh, so.
1: I watched it. Yeah, I watched it last night when it aired. You know, after it it came out, and uh, yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to talking about uh, both of these things here today. It'll be
0: very interesting. Yeah. Uh, But the way we start this show off usually is we talk about what we've been up to the past week. But since we have two weeks, what have we been up to the past two weeks is going to be what we're up to. So, DT3, what have you been up to the past couple weeks, my friend?
1: So the past uh, couple weeks, I. I've been up to a few things. I have been uh, playing some games, watching some movies, watching some shows. A lot of watching shows. I've been catching up on uh, on a lot of uh, Better Call Saul. So I was behind for a while. Uh, I had to watch season five before I caught up on this season as well. But I did it. I watched both season five and all of six tonight. Today is the finale, the grand finale of the show. The series finale is tonight. And I will, and I caught up just in time for that. So I will be watching it with everybody else. Uh, so that'll be good. I've, I, it's a great show, man. It's, it's, uh, it's really good. Tragic. It, it's uh, in, in moments, but it's, yeah, it's just, you know, Watching uh, uh, the downfall of this guy and, and watching him descend into you know madness and 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 uh, you know going from Jimmy McGill to Saul Goodman basically.
0: Out of uh, out of curiosity, DT, do you need to have seen Breaking Bad to watch this show?
1: Um, so Breaking or uh, Better Call Saul is a prequel to uh to Be- Breaking Bad, but. There are moments like the past couple episodes where they kind of, because there's a lot of time jumping, right? Mm, I got gotcha. you. So in the past, in, in the in the in the most recent episodes, they allude to stuff that happens in Breaking Bad. So I would, got gotcha. you. I would recommend like why, having seen Breaking Bad before you do it, but I you don't I, you don't have to. You know, I wouldn't say you do, but I would. But they allude; they do allude to things, and and they do. So talk you'll, about get, stuff that you'll get you'll get
0: a little extra, like treat, I guess, if you've seen Breaking.
1: You'll Bad. you'll 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 know about everything that's going on if you've seen Breaking Bad. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Just curious.
1: But yeah, it's been it's been really good, man. I can't believe the show is going to be over tonight because uh, it's been absolutely fantastic. So good. Fantastic. So I've been watching that. Uh, I watched. Uh, perfect blue which is this like anime movie It's uh, that movie's creepy as fuck man it's it's like about a former pop star like korean or i think i think it's korean yeah like a former korean pop star i think and then she kind of turns transitions into like an an actor but she has to deal with a stalker and it's it's it's, it's a little weird man it's a little, it's a little creepy for an anime movie but it was it was interesting to watch i you know checked it out and it was pretty pretty good um I have also been oh I watched Lightyear. Uh that came out a while back. I watched that. That was that interesting. Stuff. I I liked it for the most part, but there was something they did with a character that I was like, eh, I'm not the biggest fan of that choice, but but they did it. And uh this is the movie that Andy in Toy Story the original Toy Story fell in love with and you know so, I don't I it, it, when I think about it, I'm like how is this the movie that Andy liked as a kid, but I mean, I don't know. I, I I'd be curious, which again, is not to say that I didn't like the movie, but it's just like I'm very curious like how actual children like think what what they think of this movie because there's some stuff in there that I'm like, "Huh, I wonder how they think about it." But anyway, I'm curious to hear your thoughts, Josh, when you watch it. when you, when you think about Lightyear, cuz Okay. Again, I like it for the most part, but there's stuff in this that I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. But that's all I'll say for now. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, I have been watching... Uh, oh, I w- I watched Morbius, dude. I finally watched Morbius.
0: Oh, no. Um,
1: did you watch it alone or in a group? I did, because I was curious. Okay. I watched it alone. I, I, gotcha. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't subject anybody else to that because I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I, I'm curious. I'll check it out. I watched it, and uh, at at the at first, I didn't mind it as much. I'm like, oh, this isn't as bad. But then the movie was over, and I'm like, oh yeah, this this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, this, the, the C also like the CG, like when they were, like were turning into like the the vampires or whatever was 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 off, and it was just it's not a good movie. It's not a good. Um, and more then more like. Time. The whole, yeah, there, there's some stuff that they showed in the trailers that it's like, that hasn't even, like, that's not a big part of the story, but you're still in here anyway. Again, I don't want to say too many spoilers, but yeah, it I was just, you. it was weird, man. That movie's not great. But, uh, been watching other TV shows, like I watched episode three of season two of Primal. Uh... I watched the Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation on Disney Plus. That was fun. Uh, I like w- Weird Owl's new song was pretty pretty funny. Um, Scarif Beach Party. Uh, I watched the fourth and fifth episodes of season three of Harley Quinn. Been keeping up with that. I watched all was it five of the animated shorts for I Am Groot. Those are, those are, um, honestly, you're not missing out on anything if you don't watch them. They're just cute little shorts if you want to check them out. They're like, they're honestly like three minutes long. I mean, they're like five minutes with credits, but they're like three minutes long and, and like, they're they're whatever. They're, 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 they're fine. You're not missing out on much if you don't watch them, but they're, they're, they're neat if you're, if you want to see that. Um. Oh, I watched this, the other movie I watched was Fresh. Uh, came out this year as a Hulu movie, also along with Prey. Uh, Sebastian Stan is in it. Uh, bit of a horror thriller kind of kind of dealio. Um, that was pretty interesting. I I enjoyed it for the most part though. Uh, and then in terms of stuff I've been playing, so off stream I been playing or i was playing a little bit of predator hunting grounds because because prey made me want to play some. like i played it before the movie came out in prep you know to get ready and then after the movie came out because you know uh-huh. uh you want to hunt down some predators. but then uh oh and then also see if thieves i've been playing recently which i'm gonna be playing more of that because the new update came out and i want to you know play more of it And then uh, Fortnite, I did all my weeklies last night because I hadn't played for the fast, you know, for a little bit because I was, you know, binging TV and all that. But on stream, uh, Josh and I played through all of Sniper Elite 5. Uh, So we we started it and, and ended it. And then I played Road 96, started it, ended it. And then Doom Eternal, I just recently played Started it ended it so that was uh, you know from start to finish sniper elite road 96 doom eternal all within the past two weeks uh, completed Um And yeah, they've been they've been fun
0: games. They've been you soon, some, so knock some shit out. man. That's kind of like crazy
1: what Yeah, man been it? been going through it cuz I'm you know, I cuz I got game I got I still have game pass for like a little less than a month so mm-hmm. I'm trying to get through as many, you know, games as I can while I have it. I'm gonna be starting Outer Wilds uh I think on Wednesday. So that'll be uh that'll be that'll be fun. Um, I'm interest- intrigued about that game. But uh yeah, it's been it's been cool just trying out all these different games that I, you know, wouldn't normally be able to because of Game Pass. So okay. that's been good. But that yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to uh the past few weeks. So a lot what you, of stuff well what about yourself
0: all right for me we did the all of sniper elite uh five co-op that was we had a ton of fun I don't know about udt but that was absolute a lot of fun we didn't play with my buddy uh we we've, we've done the franchise pretty much at this point for the most part other than like the super old ones I think we did
1: uh we did uh we did we did four and five yeah and those yeah. games are yeah those games are fun man i I really yeah. enjoy those
0: yeah uh, and I've played I've played all of them except for five, so, but so we've knocked out those, and those were a lot of fun. I had a big blast of that. Um, I also currently have Game Pass, and I played a game for, like, the past two weeks that I got super addicted to that I was kind of curious, and I was like, I kind of want to play this, but I don't know if I want to, but I kind of want to. So I ended up playing it. It's called State of Decay 2, which is... When did State mm. of Decay 2 come out? I'm going to look this up. This game came out originally in 2018. Yeah, it looks like 2018. So it's a few years a old one? now. Yes. Huh? Um, and it is a lot of fun. Um, there's a zombie apocalypse and you play in Survivors, but it's not just like, you don't just pick a Survivor. At the start, although you do pick a survivor at the start, but it's not like it, it they're they're randomly generated, except for the tutorial ones. Um, so you pick survivors and they got random traits and things they're good at and skills. And and the thing is, it's like as you play the game, you build up a, like a base, you get like a home base that you build up um, and you elect somebody as a leader and you're recruiting more people that have random skills <clears throat> random skills and perks and they do different things, but they all have their own personalities. They're all fully voiced. They all have quest line. uh, They'll have random quest lines in the last run. I did. I, I was playing as a, one of the female characters and she has a stepbrother who was a cop. So one of her goals becomes like, she wants to hunt him down and try to find him in the zombie apocalypse. We find him, we recruit him. He comes back. Uh, he joins the, the group and he has his own set of skills. He has a cop car. Um, and then I recruited somebody else later.
2: He,
0: yes, exactly. Um, and uh, I recruited somebody that became my mechanic, and uh, they turned out to have an aunt that was like a doomsday prepper. So he goes to the house and he and he searches if, and he finds a piece of paper that has some coordinates on it. And a little while later, he deciphers the coordinates, and it's like it leads to a car, and in the car is a bunch of guns and food and stuff. And he's like, "Thanks, Anne Elaine, or whatever her name was." And he's like, "Drive the car back." And I'm sure that quest line would have continued, except I completed that run. And that's the other thing is like, when you complete a run in the State of the K Two, you pick the survivors you want to keep, um, so you can possibly get them or choose them for the next run of the game. This game is meant to be played multiple times. There's multiple maps. It has multiplayer. i mm-hmm. like, I can't believe this game like flew under my radar. I guess and and like. All of our radars, because I don't think hardly any of us have played State of Decay two, or if we have, we haven't talked no, about I, it. No, because... I haven't. I haven't.
1: I haven't played either one—the first one or the second one. So I've heard of them, but I just never played them. I might. And I might give them a go at some point, but I just yeah.
0: I, I think they're I mean, fun, man. It's it's really cool, and I'm looking forward to State of Decay three, which I think is being developed. Although I think there's been some turmoil at the studio, but. um, if it's anything like two, I'll be down for State of Decay three, like on release when it comes out. Like I love the randomness of it. I love like getting the random heroes with perks and things and, and they come with their own gear and their gear reflects who they are and where they come from. Like the cop guy, right? He had a cop uniform, That's cool. he, had a, like he had a cop gun, he had a nightstick. Like he was a fucking cop. Uh so it makes sense. Um, There's multiple bases on each map and you swap between them. I think the the most people you can have recruited at one time is like nine or eight, some high number, which it seems, it's actually kind of low. So like if they do a third one, I want them to add more people. Like I want big fucking, big fucking base of people. Um, And they can interact with each other. And if morale gets low, they'll argue and then get infected. It's got like a lot of layers to it. It's like a big ass cake. Damn. Um. (laughs) Yeah uh so the game is really cool and if you haven't tried it out the k2 it's on game pass i think it was on sale this past week on steam uh for like super cheap um like i said multiplayer and it's got crossplay. um yeah it, it's pretty fucking cool uh i'm probably gonna start another run soon uh so that's that's all the gaming i've been doing i watched all of the sandman on netflix um that came out i've been watching some things and i was like am i gonna like this am i not gonna like this so i decided to check it out i watched the entire first season and i pretty much end up like do i like it or not i don't know how i feel about it it's very weird at times and i do like the main actor I do like the main actor in the in the in the in the show. Um, I, I just don't know how I feel about it. A lot of people are praising it, and I think that's cool and everything. But I just don't feel like it's the greatest thing ever. I think it's, I think it's interesting, but I don't know if I like it. It's the weirdest way I've ever felt about a show. It's like I don't know if I like this or not. There's parts of it I like. There's parts of it I don't like, huh. and there's parts of it that are just plain weird. Um, so, I
1: I. I haven't seen any of it, so may- maybe I'll check that out soon. But uh, yeah, I haven't seen it at all, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. It's one of those sh- I've barely I- there's occasional occasions where I hit this where I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this show. Like, I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's just a thing that exists, and I can di- I can kind of like it, but kind of don't yeah. uh, at times.
1: Um, oh, and so sometimes it's like that. You don't feel strongly one way or another, man. It's just
0: and it's also weird because it's very light spoilers. There's like a mid season finale in the middle of it. And then it, it changes directions a bit. And it's fucking weird because it's a Netflix show that releases all at once, you know? So it was kind of <laughs> Um, I kind of want to read the comics. I kind of want to read the comic uh, run of, of the Sandman that this is based off of by Neil Gaiman. So. I don't know. Would you would you, uh, <laughs> maybe one day I'll figure out how I feel about this show. Uh, next up, uh, that doesn't. We're, we're gonna talk about withdrawal in the second half, so that doesn't count. Oh, I've been dieting, guys. We've talked about this on the last show that we did. Like I was like, you know what? I need to take care of myself, and I need to do better. So. I'm still continuing to diet. I've lost three and a half pounds. Very small amount, I know. But, like, hey, it's small victories that matter. They're going to lead up to a gigantic victory. So we're going to keep doing that. Um, we created a TikTok for the dice creations stuff. If you want to follow it, it's 902 Dice Creations on TikTok. I didn't put it in my shout-out screen yet, so that's why I put it in the notes. If you want to find it, it's out there. 902 Dice Creations. Just look for it on TikTok. Uh, and I've been making more dice. So. Uh, and I have, I have a sneak peek for people that haven't seen this yet, which are these.
2: Bam! These,
0: are these dice. These these that that are finished. I haven't taken any photos yet. They're not on the shop yet. They're painted. They're nice. Sneak nice. peeks. I know it's a little blurry. Trying to get it to focus. It, but it is awesome. Also, these. Also, if you buy dice from the Etsy shop, you get a nice little pretty bag. Go with them. These yeah, DT, no, DT no, wants no these. Yeah, these are those. Yeah, Those
1: are the frozen stuff. Those, those, are, those, are, those are nice. <laughs> those are really uh, nice. I, I do like those quite a bit.
0: Uh, But yeah, if you're interested in the dice making stuff, make sure to follow all the stuff. That'll be at the end of when we do our shout outs for that stuff. Um... All right. That's what we've all been up to the past two weeks. I know it doesn't seem like I've been up to a lot, but I've been like trying to fix my sleep schedule was like the biggest thing that I was up to this past week. So it was really, really boned, like real bad. Um, so let's hop into the news. Shall we DT? I'm going to transition us over to the gaming news portion of the show.
1: Been, let's uh, go. It's been two weeks. So we have, uh, we have a few things to talk about here, so let's get it. So, uh,
2: First up, we have a new Pokemon
1: Scarlet and Violet Trailer. Let's get on that here. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet welcomes us to the Paldea region, which is the new region for this, for these games. Uh, it's a two-minute and uh 49-second trailer. So if you want to throw that up, Josh, so we can. Let's check Show it for the peoples. That's what we're going to be
2: checking out here. All right. All right. When you're ready, three, two, one, play. Let's
0: see what we got. I should say I haven't seen this yet.
1: So we're seeing uh, the new region that we will be participating in for the new game here.
0: Attention,
3: please. Today we begin the treasure hunt. Travel across Paldea. I just
1: think it's weird that like the Legendary is like a fucking motorcycle, bro. Like,
3: right?
0: It's got wheels. That's really weird, but it has wheels.
1: And it's like you can use it as like a motorcycle, as like a. We went on the water. It could fly. Like, what the hell?
4: Very weird.
0: And the people.
1: Yeah, right, that's what you, you want to. That's what you want. That's what you care about when you play Pokemon. Games. Who will you
0: meet? I'm sorry. The voice. You I, I feel like the voice. This voice achieve? is bad. In my humble opinion.
3: <laughs> With you will be. Your
0: I don't know what it is but it does it,
1: it does together. sound a little off to me. There's something weird know. about it, right? Wow. Yeah. Learn together.
3: Learn together. Find something to treasure. It
0: doesn't sound natural. That's what it is. It sounds super processed, and you can tell it's recorded with a microphone. It just doesn't sound good. My boy Dragonite. Hey. So
1: there you go. That's uh, Let the treasure hunt come on, Scarlet begin. and Violet. Um, and if you pre-order, you get a special Pikachu that can't be obtained through regular gameplay. It knows the move fly and has a flying Terra type. Now, available until Tuesday, February 28th,
2: 2023.
1: Alrighty. But yeah, this game releases on November, Friday, November 18th of this year. For those interested in the game um this it looks kind of cool i mean i'm i i honestly have not played any of the newer pokemon games in a long time Mm -hmm. um but i know the one that came out earlier this year the legends arceus one that one i was interested in so to be honest i might be personally i'm gonna be checking that one out before i check this one out but i mean this i mean it looks cool i like i like so far i've liked the new pokemon in, in, in this generation and uh and the region seems kind of cool I like how you can you know it seems like it's kind of if you look at the picture in the article here that's a pretty big big area it looks like and there's a lot to you know not to explore so that'll be cool um but yeah what do you what do you think did, did, did this uh trailer do for you obviously besides the voice or no
0: honestly No, it didn't really do it for me. Is that weird? Like, I'm usually like the Pokemon Uh uh, and I kind of I kind of I liked the last one a little bit. I don't know. There's something about this that didn't quite get me. Like there's some spots that look rough in the in the trailer and then the voice really did not help uh, sell me on the game. So like, I'm not I don't hate it. It's just it didn't grab me like something else could grab me. I don't know. It's weird.
1: Gotcha. It's fair. No, I mean, I, it, yeah, I don't. Uh, the trailer was all right. Like the trailer itself was okay. They they could have they could have done better on it. Probably the the I, I think I'm kind of with you though with the voice. Like, I don't know. Like it just it sounds a little off. Like as you, like as as the trailer continued, like it kind of was like you know more and more you you listen to them, you're like oh wow. but uh, no, I mean it's it, the game itself though looks fine. I just. I just haven't played a Pokemon game in a while, so it's you know,
2: uh, it's just how how it is for me normally.
1: But yeah, I mean, it looks cool. I'm, I'm I think I, I think all the like Pokemon fans that I know, like that I have friends with, I, I, I enjoyed it. So they're I'm, I'm sure they're looking forward to checking this out in November. But um. Yeah, so that's Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. You can uh, move on to the next thing here.
2: All right, what well, do we got? Uh,
1: so, Saints Rowmaker, uh, Coke Media has changed its name. Hoping you can pronounce it because a lot of people, including myself at some points, have figured out how the hell do you pronounce that. But it is, it was pronounced uh, Coke, right? So
0: that's
1: what that I is, I feel like it was, yeah. That is yeah, that is how you how you would say that. Uh but I know other people have been like Koch or Cock or Cook or whatever, you know, but it's like nah, it's it's Coke. Uh but they're changing their name to play on, spelled p p P L A I O N, which is, you know, obviously like if you're as if you're saying the words play on, obviously, right? So that's what the they're going for the German Austrian company is now rebranding from Coke media to play on. So that's definitely easier to say, uh, or easier to remember, which, cause you know, I mean, the other one wasn't difficult to pronounce either. It was just trying to figure out which version it was, but, but yeah, they've uh, so going forward, yeah, they're going to be play on instead of a uh, coke media. So, for everybody out there wondering, that is uh, that is what is
2: going down with that. They got a bit of a name change. All righty.
1: Okay. Moving on to the next thing. Uh, we have a, an update from uh, the Marvel's uh, Midnight Suns team. Uh, so they
2: put out a tweet.
1: Put out a tweet over on Twitter uh, that says, and I quote, We have an important update to share regarding our launch date for Marvel's Midnight Suns. After discussion with the team, we've made the decision to move back the launch timing of Marvel's Midnight Suns to ensure we are delivering the best possible experience for our fans. We will launch later this fiscal year on Windows PC, Xbox Series X slash S and PlayStation 5 with the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch versions falling at a later date. We know fans are looking forward to playing Marvel's Midnight Suns, and we will use this extra time to make sure we are delivering the best possible experience for everyone. Marvel's Midnight Suns is easily the biggest game we've ever made, and we're incredibly appreciative of all the support players have shared with us throughout the years. Thank you from the Marvel's Midnight
2: Suns team. So,
1: they uh, what do you uh, what do you what do you take out of them saying that this is the biggest, the easily they not even the, not even just the biggest game they've ever made, but easily the biggest game they've ever made. Gosh.
0: Yeah, I think that's that, I think that that's that's true because like they're dealing in the Marvel world, right? Where it's like I love this particular group obviously for XCOM, right? Um, but if you play yeah. XCOM too. You kind of see through the cracks a little bit, which are, like, a lot of the maps kind of repeat a little bit, and they're just... And, like, a lot of, like, procedural generation and stuff like that. Like, that's all that's similar. I imagine for something like this, which is a licensed product of Marvel, you have that license, has lots of heroes in it, has lots of costumes probably going to be in it, lots of villains going to be in it. And from what we've understood of Marvel's Midnight Suns, is like they've said that this game is going to be pretty big. Like, like people, like I think there's some behind the scenes stuff where people talk about like this game is pretty, pretty fucking big, and I'm not talking about like just the makers of the game. I'm talking about people, media, websites yeah. that have gotten gotten behind the scenes and gotten like a little bit of a peek at it. Um, so yeah, and also I kind of feel like I saw this delay coming. It's the only thing that kind of kind of makes sense. Um... Like, it, uh, what we've seen looks great so far, and I actually am super excited for it. I'm a little bummed that it got delayed, obviously, because I was looking forward to it. But it just gives me uh, some more time to catch up on some other things I missed, and uh, hopefully this yeah. helps reduce their crunch time, like and they're not under so much pressure, because like I said, it is one of the biggest things that they've worked on, so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: For sure, yeah. I'm just I'm just curious, like like obviously when with them working on like a a property like like marvel with this it's you know you, of course it's going to be their biggest game but i you know i just wonder like what else they're like they have planned for this game you know like that we have maybe we haven't seen yet or or, you know like just Mm -hmm. what else they they uh, they plan on including to to make this different from a lot of the other stuff that they've already done. but uh, Yeah,
0: right. I'm curious yeah, about future I, DLC as well. Like, are they going to add more characters yeah. that you can get? Or are they going to add more story content that you can get later on? Yeah. I, that, I'm really curious for... about that stuff as well.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because we don't know about that, right? Because we know, like, obviously they have the, the, the roster that we've seen in the in the trailers and all that. But we'll see what they, uh, you know, what, the, what they plan on, on, on doing for for the future.
2: Of uh, sure.
1: of the game once, it, once it's released and all that, you know. So, yeah, I'm very, very curious. Very curious to see what they plan on doing with this game.
0: Same, same, same.
1: All right. So moving on from this, we have a few trailers to watch, actually. We got, we got three, three in a row. So uh, let's start off with a gameplay overview trailer for Saints Row, which releases in about a week from tomorrow. So this week is almost out. This game is almost out, rather. Uh, so let's go ahead and check it out. Let's see what we got. Uh bit of a beefy one at five, at six minutes, but uh that's fine. We'll we'll check it out. Um yeah. I'm, I'm actually really curious about this game. Uh I know that when it was first announced, Josh and I weren't the biggest fans, but I feel like for me, and I think for Josh also, we've kind of mm-hmm. have uh uh like eased on the you know, like we, like we, we, we we're, we've been getting more like. I don't want to say excitement, but like. The game has been looking better to us, you know, like they've we, been showing been more, more and
0: more. more. They've been yeah. showing us things yeah. that we wanted to see. Right. So, yeah. yeah.
1: So let's check it out. Gameplay overview trailer in three, two, one, play.
3: I know what it looks like. A brilliant plan going off the fucking rails. You think it's some pendejo messed up and now all these poor bastardos are going to choke on an all-you-can-eat buffet of bullet tacos. Well, I promise you, everything will work out exactly the way it's supposed to. Just keep your eyes and ears open. The next few minutos could mean the difference between becoming Santo Elaso's numero uno crime boss or just another notch in some punk stolen gun belt. So how does an up-and-coming gun for hire like you wind up in a hot mess like this? Let's rewind. You might not know it yet, but you and your friends are about to found an institution, the Saints. And if you want to be your own boss, you're going to need to bust some heads. Our step on the journey is launching a startup. I mean, the fun kind. Illegal, criminal, and not exactly on the up and up. And it all happens here, in the southwestern paradise of Santo Elisa. Try to keep up this time. Right. This dusty jewel is a hot spot for striking a reach from the glittering high rises of lakeshore right down to the dusty streets of mercado and across the sprawling desert that guards our city like the angel of death it's the ultimate sinners playground ripe right with opportunity to make a quick buck but nothing comes for free here meet the factions in least so we got
0: are los panteros. panteros all right we're beating all the games the
3: here me like, no of, of the cyber Trailer when business, they do, when so they watch, showed us all the games.
0: Yeah,
3: and the other corner, the idols. Now, these gatos are even more. You got the ganky mask Look at how they're dressed. These kids take homicidal anarchy to the EDS club. They don't even have a leader, just a faceless group known as the Collective. They won't be stingy about investing in ammo, so be hot when you cross paths. And guess what? Whoa. There's always another corner. Atticus and his marshals take privatized defense marshals, technology huh? to some seriously offensive levels. Capture and control is their motto. You want to try your human luck against their advanced assets? Oh, you can Just don't underestimate him. Anyway, Damn. I don't have to tell you this. Ain't they your former employers? <laughs> way, way out in the desert, there is another wild bunch you might cross cacti with. All I'll say is if you do, bring your duct tape and cardboard. Oh! Uh! Hey, yo, what (laughs) Who's that dude, bro? What's going on here? A head full of dreams and a drive to hustle. You got the skills to make the kills, but you're not alone. Eli will be your strategic business associate. Got on him to invest the profits from all that blood, sweat, and lead into your startup. And in case you're ever looking for gift ideas, he's got this thing for pump shorties. When you need a fast getaway from trouble, Nina's right around the corner. She's not burning past cops. She's in the garage making sure the gang's ribs are street illegal. And remember to enjoy the good times while you're out there hustling. Your shirt-hating roommate, Kev, is there for you. He's a combination DJ, chef, and all-around thrill junkie. But watch your back, saints. They call this wild card the Nawali. Word on the street is this hitman has an eye on Santo Alesso, too. You really think you have what it takes to bring me in? Holy shit. Every kingdom needs a castle, right? Before long, you'll be living large okay. on 3rd street in your saint's age H- go. This is where you run all yeah, your yeah, yeah. major operations. You'll find it stocked with every like enemy you'll need to expand your criminal empire. I don't know where this is going but it sounds like my kind of stupid. We all have a story, and while I can't predict everything that will happen in yours, I do know that you are destined for a hell of an adventure as you and your saints rise to power. Find the twists and hard turns, and you'll emerge victorious with status, experience, respect and all the fuck you money you could ever dream of the fuck when you, you money chupacabra criminal ventures taking over the city are where you'll exercise your free will as you shape your own empire from scraps you want hot new skills nines and fits defraud the wealthy open a chop shop or train on robbers goals always remember even criminals pay for things sometimes drop okay. by local businesses to purchase customize and upgrade yourself. the swole you wanna look like a boss <laughs> This place offers choices so deep, you'll need a scuba tank. Well, you know, I have a lot of practice and pent-up rage. I hear that. By the way, I hope you're starving for some authentic southwestern combat. You can solve plenty of problems with bullets. Others call for a more bespoke approach. Don't be afraid of getting creative. You may even want some weaponry that'll bend the rules like you. If things get too hard, you know you can always call in friends from the outside. Of course, BFS are also prone to messing with each other on occasion. Maintain a thick skin. And while you're working your way up the criminal ladder, I highly recommend starting a vehicle collection. It'll be for business as much as pleasure.
1: Out of cars, baby.
3: You can pretty much take your pick of makes and models, but you don't gotta settle for the standard trim. Get creative, turn heads with some custom extras. No one ever said it had to be street legal, Hermana. Blue skies, the limit. So, are we good? You understand the plan? Sounds like you're ready for some grande size life changes, Jeffy. Santo Eleso aims to deliver. Anyway, as I was saying before, everything will work out just fine.
1: All right. So what what, what'd you think of that?
3: Mm,
0: I think that's the Saints row I remember. (laughs) Uh, Uh, I was
1: was, uh, thinking that too. I was like, this looks more like what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. with With everything. Still... Like I still am not like the like going crazy over the companion characters because I'm like, man, they just they're never gonna live up to the OGs, but you know, oh well, that's it is what it is, man. Like Yeah. But I am liking all the customization stuff. I know we talked about that when we saw the customization video a while back. That looks cool. All the weapons and you know, customize the HQ and the cars and the clothes and everything and your character. All that looks looks fantastic. I'm 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 excited for that. I'm about that. It was cool seeing all the different like gangs or you know the factions that you're gonna gonna mm-hmm. come across. So uh, yeah, I honestly I'm I'm on board now, dude. Like I I, I am I'm, too. I'm, I I, I want to play this man. I I, I do want to check it out. So comes out in in a week from tomorrow, like I said. So. I know it was up on Keymailer, so I I definitely uh, signed up for that. We'll see if I get it or not, but I do want to
2: try out the game at some point. Oh,
1: Uh, sure. We got another trailer. If you want to check that out, this is a character trailer for Gotham Knights. This one is for... So we've been checking out all the ones that they've had. This one is for Red Hood. So let's see what we got here. Um, so we can check this one out in three, two, one, play.
3: Being dead. And brought back to life it changed me some days i barely feel human let alone a better man but gotham city needs me
4: almost got it <laughs>
1: since when did they give Red Hood the Darth Maul horns, bro? (laughs)
0: Right, it was in that mask.
1: I'm just thinking, like we're seeing all the costumes right now, but I'm like, that one looks like Darth Maul, bro, like with the little horns. It's straight up this.
0: Yeah. Pre-order now and get the 233 custom Batcycle skin.
1: I don't, I don't know, man. I I, though like him having like just the extra ghost powers, the Danny Phantom powers powers. stuff (laughs) is a little, is a little weird. I don't know about that, but. Yeah, yeah and this is the this is the character that I was looking forward to playing the most, but I don't know, it's a little weird, man. I guess I guess I have to like play it myself to see how it is. But just seeing that I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know.
0: I they, that's a they I see what the issue is. And the issue is if they didn't give him something like that, like he yeah, would just be generic, right? So they have to give him something to kind of stand out uh, more from the others a little bit. Otherwise, he's just he's just Batman again right he's just batman in some uh, in in this world that has the bat family that are all basically a part of batman so he he has to get a little bit just a little bit extra and i and i kind of agree that i don't i'm not a big fan of it either especially the jump i think the jump looks fucking stupid i'm sorry yeah it, the i just don't like it uh which is a bummer because i'm definitely gonna be checking out this game uh so yeah, yeah. just a
1: bummer like i like i get that they got to give him something gameplay wise but mm-hmm. it's just like i don't know dude that's just
0: i don't like it i
1: just don't think that's the move man i don't know dude i don't i, I don't know what the direction is to go with it but i i don't, I don't think that's the one man But, again, you're going to have to try the game and see how it is, but just seeing it from the trailers and stuff, I'm not not into it, really.
2: Yeah, I got you. I got you.
1: But we can move on to the next one, because we do have another trailer to watch. We have one for Tempest Ring to reveal trailer. So I have not seen this yet, so this will be my first time checking this one out.
0: Oh, yeah, I put this Uh, in here. (laughs) So,
1: Uh. I am, uh,
0: I'm ready. You're I'm ready.
1: curious about what this is, so let's check it out. 321 go.
3: Battle command uplink initializing. Battle
1: command uplink. 3D Realms proudly presents. THQ Nordic.
3: You have proven yourself Lord. Creation
1: by Slipgate and Ironworks. in collaboration with 2B Show me that my trust is not misplaced. Classic real-time strategy. So I see why Josh added this.
0: Oh, yeah. This is Command and Conquer, baby. It's back. <laughs> Oh yeah, look at that! Oh yeah, that's oh, straight up. Yes. Look like- Man, okay, look at that. yes, I haven't seen this
1: trailer
0: yet either. Oh my God!
3: Strong though they may be, they are still flesh and
1: Nice, tempest rising. There it is. connected to your Battle of Blink in 2023.
0: That looks, I know it's just a trailer and it just showed little snippets, but that looks so cool. It made me think of the old school command and conquer. Oh, my God, I want this to be a hit. I absolutely really do. Uh,
1: that, that looks like the next generation, like the like a, a good progression from like old school uh RTSs to like. How they how they would be nowadays right so that, mm-hmm. that i think that that looks pretty cool
0: and ea has I mean, been no holding words. out on me well, well that's not true they gave us the remaster of the original <laughs> command and conquer but they, they haven't given us anything like new right they remastered the original which was fantastic by the way if you like the if you like the original command and conquer and red alert both of those are remastered. Go get them because they're so much fun and they're interesting to look back on and they've been HDified. I wish they'd do it with two, but I also have been dying, dying for years. MOBAs fucked me so hard. They took away RTSs and like, the only thing out there was like Starcraft 2. And it's like, I don't really like Starcraft. I want that, I want that Command and Conquer itch. And that looks like, that looks like what this is to me. So it makes me really excited.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it looks looks pretty cool. So that is pretty dope. Um, I, I, you brought up Command and Conquer. And I'm just like, I'm give me that, give me the Generals remaster. Man. I want Command and Conquer Generals. Yeah, g- g- How i
0: play that too. So you don't you're not into RTSs as much as I am. But does this interest you at all? Does this one?
1: It looks cool. Yeah, I mean, like I like I was saying, it looks like a like a natural progression of like what a like current generation RTS looks like. I I think it looks pretty dope. What I'm curious about is how many different factions are they going to have? Um, is there uh like they're obviously they're going to have like a campaign, right? But like, you know, how long is that going to be? Do you get to play with only one campaign or one faction for the campaign? Do you get to play with, does each faction have their own campaign? Like that's kind of what I'm like Man. wondering about. But yeah, it does I look cool. It. Yeah, it it looks dope. It looks looks really cool. Yeah,
0: super interested in that. That trailer yeah. got me hype as fuck. And I always Honestly, saw it a little bit.
1: <laughs> I wasn't even a, I wasn't even aware of this game, but now I am. So that's one to look out for, right?
0: Yeah, boy. So I saw it on like I was browsing through Twitter, and I saw like a, a tweet that said, <laughs> "Is this game the next Command and Conquer?" And it was like, "Hold up." Let me open this. Sh- <laughs> and then I put the trailer in here. I didn't watch the trailer, but I put it in here. <laughs>
1: uh uh well I I know that THQ recently had like their thing, you know, that they showed off all their, you know, stuff. So that must have been from that. Just
4: yeah, I think so. That's pretty
2: enjoy. cool. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh yeah. All right. Well, let's
1: move on to the next thing then, shall we?
0: Right, let's do it, eh?
1: So that is it for the trailers for, for now.
2: Uh, the next thing that we do have
1: uh, is talking about Nightingale and how the early access launch has pushed, been pushed to 2023. So Nightingale, the Victorian FPS uh, or first person uh, survival action game. Has had its early access launch pushed to 2023. Uh, This game is the debut of Inflection Games, uh, a team consisting of former Bioware developers, including ex general manager Aaron Flynn. Uh, They posted a uh, message on Twitter uh, which reads Realm Wakers, Realm Walkers, we've made the difficult decision to delay Nightingale's early access release to the first half of 2023. We'll have more news on specific on a specific timing at a later stage. The move is based on two considerations. The first is an upgrade to Unreal Engine 5. After reviewing the potential UE5 has to offer, we decide on upgrading now rather than waiting until after release. Secondly, Inflection Games is committed to delivering the best possible experience and fulfilling the promise of what Nightingale's Universe of Realms has to offer players. To achieve that, the additional time will allow the team to make key improvements, bolster content, and polish gameplay. In the coming weeks, you'll see more game and development updates from the team. Until then, thank you for your continued support and enthusiasm for what we're making. It may take a little longer for the Mystical Fae Portals to open, but we appreciate you taking this journey with us. Um, all that sounds good to me, man. I think it's
0: like, I actually think it's cool that they are like, listen, we saw you UE- UE5 looks like, fucking dope. Yeah, so we're going to upgrade it now yeah. instead of later. So that's the reason for the delay. Yeah. They actually give you like a it's not yeah. a vague delay that you you often get because obviously things are top secret and they're working on things. But this one's like we saw UE5. We think it's dope as fuck. So we're going to upgrade that <laughs> to that now instead yeah. of later, uh, which me personally, I'm like. What kind of trouble is that to go through? To like, how much do you Search lose? Engines. How much do you gain to swap to like yeah. upgrade or swap engines? I I have no idea. Um, I was
1: I was I was looking at what engine they were using before, but I I'm still trying to find the I'm still trying to look that up. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know what they're using yeah. for either.
1: I don't know what uh I don't know what entails. Like like yeah, like what what. What happens when you when you just switch engines like medium you know, have midway through you know making a game? I, I'm not sure how that works. I've never made a game before, so I don't know how I don't know how difficult that would be. You know,
0: yeah. Maybe so, one day we'll get a game dev on here and we'll be like, "How much trouble is it to swap your your engines halfway yeah. through game development?"
1: Actually, that'd be that'd be kind of you know fun to talk about because I it, it is some it is interesting shit like that. You know, like
0: yeah. And I'm curious. Like I, I want to know. Like, like,
1: how do you guys decide oh we're gonna make this game on this engine and then we're gonna you know flip it to this other thing because it looks cooler you know it looks looks great like it looks better you know like, it's just it's, it's interesting i don't i don't i don't know what they're i don't know what they're using before but hey now they're gonna be switching the ue5 so i i mean if i had to guess i they're probably using ue4 you know and they were probably That's just, what just i would think too
0: like well, just an upgrade yeah and I imagine That's just doing like a simple the, upgrade wouldn't be as bad as like totally swapping, right? Because yeah, if
1: they're using like maybe Unity or something different, maybe they, you know, the, I would that probably be a bigger, you know, deal. But I don't know. I don't know for certain what they were using before, but I, I guess it's a safe bet just to say UE4, right? I, don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I would think anyway. So. I am very much looking forward to this game. This is going to be one of those that like, it, within our group of friends. We're gonna be checking this out, so I cannot wait for this. I seriously am very, very excited for this one. It looked fantastic when it was announced at uh, was the Game Awards 2021, and uh, yeah, I, I just I'm looking forward to it. You know, like like you know, I I keep saying I can't wait for it, but I mean, I I you know, take your time with the game. I want it to be as good as it can be. It just I'm just this is one that that that's been on my radar since it was announced, and you know. Our friends are and and I you know with us Josh's friends and I are definitely going to be be playing that so yeah we're mm-hmm. we're, we're hyped. So. Uh, next up we have another game update.
2: This one is for Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, so
1: they put out a tweet saying uh, that Hogwarts Legacy will launch on February tenth, twenty twenty three. For PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, the Nintendo Switch state will, uh, will be revealed soon. The team is excited for you to play, but we need a little more time to deliver the best possible game experience.
2: So, uh, yeah, another,
1: another game delay. And of course, as you'd imagine, if you look in the comments, everybody's all upset. About no,
0: I saw, a tweet. I saw a tweet from somebody. I was like, man, shut up. Shut up being a salty bitch. You haven't played it yet. What are you being salty about? Like, because you got to wait to play a game that you're going to buy anyway. You just want to bitch about something. Fuck off. Go be a piece of shit somewhere else. Seriously. Sorry. Guys out there, don't be toxic on Twitter or you will earn my wrath on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're totally yeah, fine one, with delays no here. In, we have uh, no issues. VR. Yeah, I am. I'm. I'm totally
1: fine. You know, like even yeah. even the indefinite yeah. one of Kotor. Like that one. That, one, that one broke me. But that one, that one broke my heart. But but you know, it's uh, it is what it is. Well, you know, it, you know, yeah. You, there's nothing you could do about it. You know, it's just like, yeah. It's
0: not you, like we're going on Twitter yelling at the devs and being a piece of shit, right? We're just disappointed. It's fine to be disappointed with a thing. It's one thing to be disappointed with a thing. It's another thing to go on Twitter and be a piece of shit to another human being. All right? Like, that's completely wrong. Grow up. People. Yeah. Sorry. I got a little heated. <laughs> what? No, you're good. We, <laughs> we, we, you got, we, got, a, we got a
1: couple other, few other things here before we end the, the gaming news. Uh, for, the next one is we have Multiverse's next character's revealed. Uh, so they're going to be adding Black Black Adam and Stripe from Gremlins as the next two uh, fighters in the game
2: for the, the season. Um, they recently had an update. Leave. Uh, yes.
0: Let me get an actual full screen open for you guys. Whoop. There we go.
1: So, yeah, they have Black Adam from the DC Universe and Stripe from Gremlins. They are both headed to Multiverses. Uh, Obviously, Black Adam joins Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Harley Quinn as DC characters. Um, And then they're, you know, obviously they're coming out with a Black Adam movie with The Rock this year. So it makes sense to have Black Adam in here. Uh, Because Black Adam has never been more. Never been more, uh, you know, the character that is has never been more popular than now. Uh, there's there's all of a sudden there's so much Black Adam shit like coming out or you know, putting them in and and other things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's kind of cool. Uh, it you know, this is one of those games where it's like it's going to be very interesting to see who they keep adding because like Multiversus is owned by WB. And WB has a lot of properties, so they could, you know, a lot of IPs, so they can throw in, like, a wild amount of, you know, uh, characters and and whatnot. And then also they've been adding, like, skins and stuff, because I know there was an image I saw somewhere, let me see if I can pull it up, like, showing off some of the...
2: uh, some of the upcoming, like, skins for some of the characters that are already in the game. Uh, Oh, here it is. I found it. So I will, I'll just, if you want to throw it up, Josh, really Mm -hmm. quickly. Here it is. So they have skins for
1: uh, Bugs Bunny, uh, Shaggy, Harley Quinn, LeBron, Taz, Tom and Jerry, Jake, and Darnit
2: so you got brunhilde bugs brunhilde
1: and then you got the kung fu shaggy uh you got the suicide, the suicide squad harley Quinn skin from you know task force task force x1 from the most recent mo- uh, suicide squad movie you got the, the robin skin for lebron which is like uh, from space jam well, I haven't seen it yet but I know it's from that you got the og toon squad uh jersey outfit for Taz from the original Toon Squad or uh, Space Jam movie. Ooh. Then you got a uh, flashback Garnet, which you know I, I I've never seen Steven Uh, was it Steven Universe? So I I don't I don't really know too much about that character. But there you go. Jake the Star Child, Jake the dog from Adventure Time. I don't know. You know that's obviously a skin from something that happened in that show. I don't I don't know. And then you have Detective Tom and Jerry, which I think that one's kind of cool. Yeah, but those are some of the uh, the upcoming ones right there. So, the, so in addition to adding new, uh, new, uh, new characters, they're gonna be adding like skins and stuff too. But yeah, just wanted to bring that up really quickly since we are already talking about the multiverses. Um, but we can move on from that.
4: Right. Um.
1: The next thing that we have here is we have a new Lord of the Ring game. Lord of the Rings game in development here. So Private Division partners with Weta Workshop to publish a new Lord of the Rings game. Uh, so Private Division un- a publishing arm under the Take Two Interactive Umbrella has signed a publishing agreement with Weta Workshop, the Polish Studios new Lord of the Rings game. Uh, Weta Workshop is the VFX studio behind the Lord of the Rings trilogy, directed by Peter Jackson, and in 2014, it founded a video game division. That team is now developing a new game set in the Middle Earth universe of J.R.R. Tolkien, according to a press release. Middle Earth Enterprises has licensed the literary works for the series Weta Workshop, giving the studio the broadest creative license to interpret the underlying lore of the books. Uh, we are thrilled to partner with Weta Workshop to publish a game set in such an extraordinary and celebrated universe, Private Division head Michael Wars said in a press release. The Lord of the Rings IP is home to so many memorable stories, and no uh, entity is better equipped than the team at Weta Workshop to create a distinctive new Middle-Earth gaming experience. Uh, Weta Workshop's gaming lead, Amy Wolkin, is says it's a privilege to create a new game set in middle earth especially one that's going to be so different from what fans have played previously as fan as a fan ourselves we're, we're excited for gamers to explore middle earth in the way they've never before and introduce new fans to the magic of lord of the rings uh obviously the game has yet to have a title and it's an early development it doesn't have a release date either but it's expected to launch sometime between take two's fiscal year of 2024 which uh, takes place in April of 2023 to March 2024. So, I know We got another Lord of the Rings game coming, Josh. We don't know much about it, but we know it's happening.
0: Yeah, I'm curious to what it'll be. Uh, be, yeah, I'm curious.
1: But yeah, it's... I don't know. Uh, no, we have... Uh, it's an interesting time because we have a few Lord of
0: the Rings games coming out. You know, uh, you know what? Be crazy. Let me get this joke in, please. It'd be go, crazy go, go. if they did if they did a you know a Gollum game you know who who would be dumb enough to do that that fucking stupid right <laughs> I don't want a game bug what what do you mean they're doing that oh no okay we can move I, on now yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah I was just gonna say we have a, we have a few co- we have a few Lord of the Rings games already coming up like the Gollum one you just mentioned the Mines of Moria one. And then now this, so like I don't, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna. Uh. It'll it'll be very 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 interesting to see like what. What it is, what's it gonna be? Cause, is it gonna like like who's it gonna focus on? Like, is it gonna be something more like uh. The, the other games you know the 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 Shadow of War and the Shadow of Mortal ones which are kind of like not really. On anybody from the movies and just kind of like its own thing, or they did say it's going to be different than anything we've seen, you know, we've played before. So who knows what that could be, right? I do like Lord of the Rings, though. So I am uh, going to be very uh, interested
2: to see what it's going to be about. Yeah, sorry,
0: I'm just thinking about uh, different, different things.
1: Alright, good. We can move on to the next one. Um the next thing or the, actually the last thing we got here for the gaming news is uh they're at Disney's D23. There's gonna be a Disney and Marvel Games showcase. So Disney's D23 Expo is gonna be happening uh next month. Uh this showcase will stream on Friday, September 9th at 1 p.m. Pacific over on the D23 YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook channels. And they will be uh showing off some of their games for Star Wars, Marvel, and Disney. So there's gonna be new content reveals for Disney Dream uh Dreamlight Valley, Marvel's Midnight Suns, and Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Uh Disney is also promising a sneak peek at the upcoming Marvel Ensemble game from Skydance New Media, former Uncharted director Amy Henning Studio. Uh, Skydance and Marvel announced their project last October and have revealed little in the way of concrete details. The studio also has a Star Wars game in the works, but we'll see. It, will be, it seems unlikely that we'll get anything on that. Beyond those projects, uh, the other upcoming Disney games that we may or may not hear about is the Indiana Jones game from Bethesda, Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac Games, Wolverine from Insomniac, Insomniac Games, and uh, maybe Ubisoft's new Star Wars game or, you know, uh, any of the other Star Wars games, you know, like uh, Eclipse or any of the other ones that we have coming out. So we'll have to see which ones we see, but uh, I would say more. we'll probably be more likely to see something on Jedi Survivor, probably, uh, which is coming out. It's rumored to come out next March, so I'm excited because there's a lot of stuff in here that I am yes. looking forward to. So I will be checking this out.
0: I'm really uh, interested in getting a look at that—that that, that, at least a little sneak peek of that. Uh, Amy Henning Marvel game, very Marvel curious. game,
1: yeah. Yeah. Also, like I love Lego Star Wars, so the fact that they're like, prom- you know, promising new content for that—that's hype as hell, dude. Because I wasn't sure if they were gonna add anything to it. But I'm here for it, man. I, I, I'm about it. Hell yeah, give it to me. But yeah, a lot of that stuff I'm really curious about. We'll see what we get, what we don't. But uh, I'll be there September ninth uh, at one p.m. Pacific to check that out for sure.
2: Um, but that that'll do it
1: for our uh, for our gaming news, man. Unless you got something else.
0: Not unless something broke in like the last two seconds. I can check real quick. Let me just check real quick. Um, nah, we good. We can move on. What do we got? What's next? What's in the TV news? All Let right, me swap so over next, to the TV news. Thing yeah.
1: Next up, we're going to be talking about the TV news.
0: All right. What do we got? So
1: starting off in the TV news, we have uh a official trailer for Cars on the Road which is a new Disney Pixar uh you know series
2: coming to Disney Plus uh,
1: I like the first Cars movie I like I usually like most Pixar stuff so Let's just, let's just go ahead and see what, what they got for us here, and let's check it out. Um, All right. a, a two-minute little, little teaser trailer thing. So let's see what it is in three, two, one,
4: play. Yeah! <laughs> hey, Mater, want to race? Uh,
3: well, come on. Get you all charged up to race, but I don't have a chance to get. Getting... Oh, <laughs> <blatant> <laughs> hey, buddy, just letting you know I'm gonna be gone because I'm heading back east to go to my sister's wedding. Wait a minute, you have a sister? Whoa, goes <laughs> of mine, man. It must be ages since you've seen her. What if I go with you? Really, let's make it a road trip. There's thousands of things to see.
0: Just the tiniest little taste of death.
3: Oh, dear mother. I'm guessing this is the beginning of something great. You got that right. <laughs> we wander the back road. This is so cool. Make new friends. Hey, where are you guys headed? I gotta rinse off this old baggage. Ah. Look at you! What about me? Can't mess with perfection. I spy with my little eye. Two clackety-kitty cars. Points for pageantry. This is not what I expected. All the bumps along the road. That's what makes life worth living. Is that a fucking
0: dinosaur car? (laughs) Look like it.
3: Vader! I got you, buddy! I love these! I don't know. Tartaceous Gardens. You picked the last stop world's largest tire maze mcqueen Mater. mcqueen mcqueen Mater. mcqueen parents streamed on disney plus
1: okay so that is the new series for cars cars on the road disney plus day premiere of september 8th that looks kind of cool i mean I, I uh i mean it looks it, it looks i'll say this it looks better than some of the fucking the, the, the last two movies that they did, man, because <laughs> those last two movies were not good. I, I, I do like the first one, like I said, before the trailer. I, I don't know. Have have you seen uh, the, the, the other movies, Josh? Or, or how do you feel about the Cars, like,
0: you know, franchise about, as a whole? I think I've only seen the first one. I don't know. It, it It's, it's yeah. wasn't it for me, I don't think.
4: I
1: got you.
0: I don't hate it. It was just like,
1: eh. yeah. I just yeah. I I I got you. I got you. I just wanted to wanted to include this in here because we we do we do talk and talk about mm-hmm. like uh, Pixar and, and Disney shit. So throw that in there for this one. I think that was kind of kind of fun. I'm I'm sure there'll be plenty of kids out there that'll be checking that out. I'm excited
2: for that. Um. Next up we have a
1: we have new information about uh She Hulk. Uh well it's it's not so new now, but at the time when I put it in here it was
4: uh <laughs> Yeah, gotcha. Uh
1: basically they announced this is when they announced that the premiere day will was will, will change from Wednesday to Thursday. So instead of coming out on the Wednesday the seventeenth, it's coming out on uh Thursday the eighteenth. Um and they were talking about uh you know Daredevil and, and what's coming up with him and all and all that, and and Tatiana Maslani, who's who is She Hulk, is uh just said that Charlie is amazing, he does some really great work. The tone of our show is so different. To See his character and the tone of She Hulk is really fun to watch. Uh and then uh Cat, Cor- Cat Cor- Coriel, who is the director, was saying that to watch Matt Murdock and Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk, and Daredevil go toe-to-toe and match wits, I think is something people are going to love.
2: Uh, and he, she said that their chemistry, they have great chemistry, and it has the vibe of an old Howard Hawks movie. Um uh,
1: so that's pretty cool. We did see uh, Daredevil in the last trailer that came out. He kind of appeared at the end there. Um, so I can't wait. Yeah, this is coming out this Thursday, dude. We're only we're only a few days away from from the show coming out. So I yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm 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 here for it. I'm here for it
0: for for a lot of reasons.
2: <laughs> yeah. Next thing we have here to talk about is
1: Peter Jackson says Amazon Lord of the Rings TV series ghosted him. Hmm. That's, a, that's quite the headline, right? But let's see what this actually mm-hmm. means. So the Oscar winning director says Amazon asked him to be involved with its mega budget Lord of the Rings series, then cut, him, then cut off contact. But the Amazon says the story wasn't quite so simple. So, Peter Jackson says that they asked me if I wanted to be involved. Writer-producer Fran Walsh at Nine said, that's, a, that's an impossible question to answer without seeing a script. So they said, as soon as we get the first couple of scripts, we'll send them to you. And the scripts never showed up. That's the last thing I heard, which is fine. No complaints at all. Uh, talking to uh, Kim Hollywood reporters, Kim Masters, the filmmaker echoes the anecdote and phrases it slightly... Slightly differently. It makes the same point. About four or five years ago, they asked if I would be interested in it. So I said, have you got the scripts yet? Because I know how hard the scripts were to write films. I didn't know the people writing their scripts. They said, oh, no, we haven't got the scripts yet. But as soon as we do, we'll send you the scripts. So I was waiting for the scripts to arrive, and they never did. Uh, There's there's a lot of usage uh, of the word scripts in this. So uh, I'm going (laughs) to skip over some of this to see if there's you know Uh, Jackson emphasized that he harbors no hard feelings over Amazon's series and is eager to watch it as a fan of the franchise I'll be watching it he says I'm not the sort of guy who wishes ill will filmmaking is hard enough if somebody makes a good film or TV show it's something to celebrate the one thing I am looking forward to actually seeing is it as as a perfectly neutral viewer Uh, he adds that Amazon is betting the farm on Tolkien given its massive half billion dollar budget for the, show debuts, for the show's debut season. And then Amazon Studios responded to his, to his comments with the following, in pursuing the rights for our show, we're obligated to keep the series distinct and separate from the films. We have the utmost respect for Peter Jackson and Lord of the Rings films and are thrilled that he is looking forward to watching the Rings of Power. Uh, a source close to the object or to the project described a complicated and delicate backstory to the situation. First, the studio has high regard for Jackson, and that Rings, And the Rings of Power showrunners J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay were privately make, have privately attempted to make overtures to their filmmaker. But as the statement suggests, there were also legal concerns about keeping the films, which are owned by Warner Brothers and the TV show, separate. There have been executive changes during the time period in question as well. But the former head of genre programming, Sharon Taluado, whom one source described as an advocate of luring Jackson to the project, departing the company in 2019. Perhaps even more crucially, sources say author J.R.R. R. Tolkien's estate was against having Jackson on board. This shouldn't be surprising, as the estate had no involvement with his films, and Christopher Tolkien has previously slammed the trilogy in the press as eviscerating his father's, his father's books. Slaming they turned his novels into action movies for young people that lack beauty and seriousness the estate is involved with the series, Amazon paid the estate an astounding $250 million for the rights to make the show. Uh, Jackson was also asked if the movie studio would greenline his nice trilogy today, answering probably not, not with a director like me and his studio that would put its money on the line for three movies. Uh, so yeah, it's a bit of a uh, bit of a bit of a mess there, huh? With, uh, with all that going on there.
2: Yeah, I had known,
1: I had known that his that J, that Tolkien's estate was not a fan of the of the movies and all that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely complicated for sure. Um, you know, I, I I personally I love the movies. Um, and you know the original trilogy of Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, were I still enjoyed, but obviously not as much as the the OG trilogy. Um, and I'm looking forward to the show so i'm i'm gonna be i'm gonna be very curious to see how this goes compared to the uh the movies because the estate approves of this and they didn't approve of the movies so yeah I don't know it'll be' interesting. It'll be very very curious um this show is coming out in less than a month, and we have uh House of the dragon, which is another fantasy series coming out like in less than a week like next like this sunday, so yeah we have it's going to be a good time if you're a fantasy fan, I guess. I suppose, huh?
0: Yeah.
2: Yes, sir. I agree.
1: Alrighty then. Alrighty. So that is the Lord of the, the Lord of the Rings Peter Jackson
2: news. Um, the other thing that we have here is. The Continental series, which is the John Wick prequel, uh, is moving from Stars to Peacock. So, let's see what they have to say about that really quick, shall we? Let's let move the back.
1: So. Uh, The Continental will debut on Peacock in 2023 as part of a deal with Lionsgate. Uh, The NBC Universal Streaming Service already has the rights to the three John Wick movies starring Keanu Reeves. Uh, And the Continental has previously been set up at the Lionsgate-owned Stars, where it had been in development since 2018. Uh, But this is a statement that was put out. uh, The John Wick films have become a global phenomenon amongst are among the most watched titles on Peacock, and we are thrilled and honored to partner with Lionsgate to extend this incredible franchise, said Kelly Campbell, president of Peacock and direct consumer at NBCU. We understand the value of a global franchise, and Val Borland and the team knew that by triggering, or by bringing, not triggering, Jesus, I, I don't know why I said that, by bringing this special event series to Peacock and putting the full power of NBC Universe behind it, the premiere of The Continental will be, streaming, will be the streaming event of the year. Uh, Lionsgate Television Group Chair Kevin Beggs says, John Wick has become part of the cultural zeitgeist with a massive, passionately engaged fan base around the world. We're delighted to partner with Peacock to continue the expanding John Wick universe. This agreement reflects the collaboration with our motion picture group, which has grown the franchise from the beginning uh, and was excited by the opportunity to bring it to the next level. Jim Packer and his worldwide television distribution team, which found the perfect home for the Continental, the Lionsgate Television Creative Group, which created the brilliant and enduring property as one of the most highly anticipated streaming events of 2023. So, movement streaming services and obviously the Continental is set in 1975 at the New York Hotel that serves as the meeting place for, you know, all these people that we've come to know. And it's going to be focusing on a young Winston who is going to be played by Colin Waddell, playing a younger version of Ian McShane's character from the movies, who wants to take control of the hotel, but must chart a course to New York's underworld to do so. It's going to be a three-episode miniseries uh, that is also going to include a young Sharon, who is Lance Reddick's character. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be... I think they're going to be like an hour since there's only three episodes they are going to be like an hour 30, like each one. So they're going to be like mini movies, basically. Huh. Um, so it'll be very, very interesting to see uh, these when they come out next year. I love John Wick, so I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out.
0: Yeah, I'm super interested in it as well, because uh, I love John Wick and I just recently saw the third one for the first time even though it's been out forever right yeah uh, uh and it has some developments though it makes me really curious to to the show and the continental is like like the whole the world building in John Wick coming from a and d background and and history and and story building and world building the the story building and world building in John Wick is so interesting to me like because we it's not fed to us it's just it exists And Wick goes to these places and then we learn about these places as he goes to them. Like, Mm. I find that fascinating. So the Continental will be getting more info on that. So that's going to be cool. All right.
1: The last thing I have here for the TV news is uh, the CW is set to be acquired. WB will continue to make scripted content. Uh, But Nextar is set to buy 75% 75% of the CW. Uh, they're going to be under new ownership. Uh, Mark Pedowitz is going to remain CEO. NextStar confirms plan for 75% ownership stake. Uh, and they're going to become the company's largest shareholder. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery and Paramount Global will continue to own 12.5% each uh the cw has been a home to some of the most groundbreaking and generation defining programming and television said warner brothers television group chief channing Dungey. we are forever grateful to our partners at the cw especially mark pedowitz who has been great friend of the studio for many years and to me personally we know that the network continues to thrive under his leadership uh They will continue to collaborate on shared stories and future projects under NextStar's leadership. Uh, the CW currently airs Superman and Lois. Uh, after having previously ended Arrow, and now they're you know the Flash is ending, Legends of Tomorrow. Um, so there, the new ownership uh, structure enables. Them to partner with Nexstar and just, and Warner Bros Discovery for the next chapter on the CW while redeploying capital to other content platforms at Paramount. Um, so it looks like there makes sense with with them like getting rid of all these shows and all this um, that they're going to be having a, a shakeup in you know in leadership and then and, and, and you know all that, um, which. <laughs> DC's undergoing a lot of that uh, lately. yeah. Uh, And obviously the CW does more than DC stuff, but like they do several DC shows, uh, many of which are now ending. Um, I don't, I I haven't, I don't really watch CW stuff anymore. I used to, but um, from off the top of my head, what I can remember that they do is, like I said, Superman and Lois. Uh, I know they do like, Riverdale and you know a few other things, but I don't not really sure like what else like I'm guessing they're just planning on making like less shows with like a wider like audience so that more people can enjoy them, and they're gonna make them cheaper, you know instead of making these like you know d c shows and stuff that cost more and
2: you know just not as. I don't know. Like they they, they just want to be more.
1: Um, what's the word? They they just want to like reduce costs and, and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna like deviate stuff to other things and you know, it makes sense. Again, new leadership, things are gonna change and all that. So I don't know. I mean, I, I it's
0: like the like end said, of an era, it. almost. You know, <laughs> it gets crazy. Yeah,
1: it is because, like, like I said, a lot of these a lot of these shows are just they're they're ending soon. You know. And uh,
4: mm-hmm.
1: even though I haven't watched them anymore, you know, in a long time, yeah, it's it is it is the end of an era. Like they're you know they're shifting and then they're moving to other other stuff. So, so yeah, well, uh, we'll see what they end up doing, man. I don't know. I, I I don't like I said. I don't really watch CW stuff nowadays, really. But uh, I don't either. I, I I would be willing to go back and watch CW stuff depending on what they do. If they you know what it is like I don't I don't know I just it, has, it really has to depend on the show but yeah I don't know I just don't I don't know but that is uh, some big news over from the CW and, and WB and then and, and, and the New next star and all that so yeah that'll do it for our TV news unless you got anything to add on to that Josh
0: uh, we can keep rolling right along all
1: right well movie news it is my friend wherever you're ready for that
0: Yes, sir. Swapping them over now. What do we got first? Aha, this movie. So the next
1: thing we got here is a trailer for Devotion, which I put in here because I'm like, this movie looks fucking awesome, dude. I want to check this out. And <laughs> I figure that you uh, might be uh, on a on a Top Gun uh, hype uh, because this is another, like, you know... Like pilot movie, so let's
0: uh we, we, we let me go ahead and deal? spoil this for you. I've already seen this trailer, I saw it weeks ago after I saw Top Gun, and I've never put in the news because I forgot and then I forgot about the movie because <laughs> I'm <dumb.
4: laughs> Well, there you go,
1: man. Let's uh, this yeah, I saw I haven't seen Top Gun, I want to check it out, but I haven't seen it yet. And then this one though, this, this looks cool, this trailer is dope, so let's check it out. Three, two, one, play. You got a trailer before well not really well they do have a trailer before the trailer. Get out of here. Here we go. This looks cool man. I I, I think this movie could be pretty good. And I like Jonathan yeah. Majors too, so. Just remember you belong down here with us too, okay? Based on a true story, by the way. Mm-hmm.
0: you One of the best pilots he's ever seen.
1: It must be hard being the naval aviator. Absolutely. The whole world's looking different.
4: Did you ever think that you'd be in a squadron with a colored aviator?
0: Lieutenant
1: Tom Hudner, Jesse Brown. It's mm-hmm. good to meet you.
0: That dude's also in Top Gun, the white guy. <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, he's just he's like, dude, put me in all the pilot movies. Let's go. Yeah. that's why I thought it was so funny. I can't think of his fucking name.
1: Am
4: I to peek at who he really is? The
1: North Koreans came pouring over the 38th parallel.
0: If our guys need help, then we're up. We knew this day might come. Yet yeah, it doesn't make it any easy.
1: The most important thing is this. We bring everyone home.
0: Mistakes
2: us killed. can't tell you how many times people have told me to give up,
1: quit, die, even. you ah! can't always do what you're told.
2: It's a mag! If I did I wouldn't be here.
1: What do you want me to do? Just be a bowling
3: man.
4: The real battle in all of life is being someone that people can count on.
1: Devotion. Show off. That was pretty good. That's good.
3: <laughs> yeah, I like we do.
1: That was awesome, dude. I, uh, I want to check that out for sure.
0: So I definitely uh, saw a different trailer than this one. I'm pretty sure. Okay.
1: Um, All right.
0: cause I remember a scene that is in that trailer. That is not in this trailer. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that, 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 movie looks dope. I will definitely be that going is, to see it. It's,
4: uh, great.
0: especially because I, I was, I loved Top Gun still probably favorite movie of the year so far. Years not over yet, um, that I've seen, and, and I'm gonna be watching more as, as the as we as I catch up on some things that I missed, so that could change. But but this looks dope, I'm, I'm looking forward to it a lot, yeah. Maybe oh, i can yeah. Drag, drag my dad to the movies to see that one. Uh, nice. What do we have next, DT3?
1: The next thing we got here is Marvel is returning to the D 23 expo. So we just talked about how they're having a games, uh, you know, panel earlier, they're going to be having a show floor. They're going to be having some panels. Uh, so they're going to have a, a drawing one where you can kind of, you know, learn how to draw some of the heroes and villains and stuff. And, uh, then they're going to have the Hall D23 presentation. So filmmakers, celebrity talents, prize guests from Marvel Studios will join Lucasfilm and others on stage in Hall D23 to showcase theatrical and Disney Plus titles. Going behind the scenes of some of these studios, highly anticipated film special series and attendees will see exclusive footage and be the first, among the first to learn what's in the works. So obviously you're going to be getting some more stuff there. Um, they'll probably talk about some of the stuff they didn't really talk about at Comic-Con, you know, a couple weeks back. But uh yeah, man, that's exciting, dude. We're gonna be getting more uh, MCU shit coming up. More more Star Wars stuff coming up here next month. And this is a great birthday present for me because this, this is happening like the day before and the day of my birthday. So I'm 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 all here for this. The actual Hall D23 presentation happens on my birthday. So I'm I'm hyped, dude. I'm I'm here for that. Oh, yeah thank you. thank you, Disney, for more Marvel and star wars uh, i I am here for that. I'm excited,
2: so yeah
1: After that, uh, we won't really get too into this because it's kind of been talked about a lot really over the past uh, you know, few weeks, but we haven't really talked about it because we haven't had a show in a, in a few weeks, but the But well, we're, we're going to talk about Batgirl and how it was axed by Warner Brothers, and it won't be released on any platform. Uh. So again,
2: under new leadership, DC
1: has just and Warner Brothers has been just canceling things here and there, and uh. Batgirl is one of the casualties of that. They also canceled the, that Scooby-Doo movie, which was called uh, Scoob Holiday Haunt, which would have been a sequel to the 2020 movie Scoob. Uh, but uh, the insiders were saying that that the decision to uh, remove Batgirl was not driven by the quality of the film or the commitment of the filmmakers but by the desire of the studio slate of DC films to be at a blockbuster scale. Batgirl was budgeted to screen in homes on HBO max and not for a major global release. Uh, The initial $75 million production budget for the project, which was, which finished principal photography earlier this year, and was already in post-production reached 90 million due to uh, COVID related delays and protocols. um, which obviously come came as a, as a surprise because studios never really get rid of stuff that's almost done. Like you, you, they usually just like, you know, if they're in post-production, they usually, you know, do the rest of it and then throw it out there. Kind of like how a few years ago, remember how the new mutants movie was like, you know, take mm-hmm. it forever to come out, but then like Disney bought Fox and they kind of just released it. Cause they're like, you know, fuck it. We might as well just throw it out there and see what happens. Right. So it's weird for for them to do this to Batgirl, but uh obviously they just wanna use it as like a you know tax write off or whatever to get the ninety million back or you know, whatever they want to do, but it just it just it, it's just it just it's a bad luck, dude. It's a bad luck to, to, to cancel this movie when it was already pretty much done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it
2: sucks.
0: Yeah. There's not like a lot that we could say. So we've talked about this a lot in Discord, but we haven't talked about it on the show. So it's like, it's like it just fucking sucks. And like those those people worked on this movie, and it kind of sucks that they're not gonna get like their moment. So it's a big bummer. Yeah,
1: yeah. Nobody's gonna get to see what they did, you know? Like mm-hmm. that's like I just I just I don't understand like why it just it seems like such a bizarre like. Like, why not just throw it out on HBO Max? Like, like get, like, be done with it. Like, it, I think like if you're gonna, if you're gonna move forward and in the future say, oh, I don't wanna, we don't wanna make this type of content anymore, mm-hmm. then at the very least, the stuff that you already have in production, just release it, just throw it out there. Like, what's what's the worst that could happen, dude? Like, you already, it's already done. Like, basically, yeah, exactly. so, like, What the hell are you doing, man? So I just I don't know, it's just a really bad look, man. So I don't I don't know. Well we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens with that. And then like all the while you still have Ezra Miller doing all kinds of weird shit. And like the flash <laughs> movie still happening, you know. But I did hear that they're kind of debating on what they want to do with that movie too, and with Ezra Miller and all that. So
0: it's so weird. It's so weird. It's so whack. Because it's like it's got Keaton in it, right? And like, oh, my God, that's that's like my Batman. And like that movie's. If that movie comes out, I'll be shocked, to be honest with you. I think they're probably going to do something if they don't like. It's it's if you think this is a bad look, if they don't do something about that fucking shit, it's going to be a real bad (laughs) like even worse. So it is a weird time right now for this it is, particular it, is. Set. it is weird
1: times it is weird times for dc right now they're they're, they're undergoing a lot of uh, new management changes and uh, yeah dude i don't i don't know we're just gonna have to wait and see dude like they're they're in the they're in the thick of it right now mm. and and you know this is all this is all a shame because i love dc dude like i like i know I, i'm a, a, josh and i are both big dc guys and like
2: we are you know
1: it's just a shame to see them, like, for the past, what, like, even, like, I want to say, like, 10 years, like, just obviously, they've they've come out with some good stuff, but, like, the whole DCEU, like, not knowing what they're doing with that, and, like, I just, you know, Justice League being a complete failure, you know, like, like Justice League should have been as good, if not better, than the Avengers, dude. And, like, the fact that, like, it just was a, total disappointment and like we had to have a Snyder cut and all this shit. It's like, man. That's just like, and I enjoy the Snyder cut more than the original one, obviously. We, you know, if you want to hear our thoughts on the Snyder cut, go uh, go go check out the you know, the, the episode we did on that, but it just like, as somebody who loves DC, this is all really like very very disappointing and, and just they they need to get their shit together, man, because for a long time, they have not been, like, they have not had a plan, which we'll get to. We'll, we'll talk about that here again in a bit. But, yeah. um... Well, yeah. Uh, moving on to other DC news. Uh, Todd Phillips uh, sequel to the Joker. Joker, Folly ado gets a fall 2024 release date. Uh, so October 4th, 2024 is when that will be coming out. Uh, they already had the day on hold. Warner Brothers already had the day on hold for an untitled DC film. So it's not shocking to see that one show up for that date.
2: Uh,
1: and, in, and and then on top of that, uh, Lady Gaga was officially... Uh, announced as
2: uh, playing Harley Quinn. She put out a video on her uh, Twitter
1: confirming the news. So it's just a little like 18 second thing here. And it's pretty much just has uh, it just says Phoenix and has Joaquin Phoenix like Kind of dancing around. It says Gaga, and it has her kind of like in motion as well. And it has some little music playing in the background. And it says Joker, follow you do.
2: And then the release date, October
1: fourth, twenty twenty four. So this fall, th- this this uh, continues to go with the rumors that the second one is going to be more of a um, musical. Uh so that makes a lot of sense. So we'll see how uh that goes, but that's Joker 2. Uh now DC will have a 10-year plan akin to Marvel's playbook, says David Zaslav. The Warner Brothers Discovery executive also addressed uh the scrapping of Batgirl. And he said, our job is to protect the DC brand. So here we go. You ready for this? Oh boy, let, 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 let's, let's get into it. So, two days after Warner Brothers Discovery made the move to cancel uh, HBO, the HBO Max film Batgirl, an unapologetic CEO David Zaslav sought to reassure Wall Street there is a cohesive plan for the future of DC. You look at Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, these are brands that are known to Everywhere in the world, Zaslav said during an earnings call Thursday, we have done a reset. We've restructured the business where we are going to focus. There is going to be where there is going to be a team with a 10-year plan focusing on just on DC. I believe we can build a much more sustainable business. Uh, DC has long wished to emulate the success of the Disney-owned Marvel Studios, which Kevin Feige has built into the highest grossing film franchise in history. Zaslav recently brought Feige's former boss, uh, Alan Horn, on as an advisor. During an earnings call, Zaslav suggested DC would try to emulate the Marvel playbook. It's, a very similar stru- it's very similar to the structure Alan Horn, Bob Iger, and Kevin Feige put together very effectively at Disney. We think we can build a much stronger, sustainable growth business out of, out of DC. As a part of that, we're going to try to focus on quality. We're not going to release any film before it's ready. DC is something we can make better. DC has proceeded and stops and starts following the conclusion of Christopher Nolan's defining Dark Knight trilogy concluded a decade ago. The studio initially tapped Zack Snyder to oversee its planned universe, which the filmmaker launched in 2013 with Man of Steel. However, uh, Snyder lost the confidence of executives after the divisive 2016 Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. And some of the films in an ambitious 10-project Slate announced in 2014 never came to fruition, including Justice League 2. Executive Walter Hamada took the reins of DC Films in 2018 and has been plotting out a number of films, including several for HBO Max to meet the mandate of then-Warner Media CEO Jason Killar. Those plans are changing once again. Uh, Zazlev touted a number of DC Films coming up, including Black Adam and Shazam 3 of the Gods, And it's just rumors as those films could shift dates without confirming or denying any specifics. We are are very excited about them. We've seen them. We think they are terrific, and we think we can make them even better. Zazlav said in terms of marketing and distributing the upcoming films, which also include The Flash, starring controversial actor as Miller. Uh, We're not going to get into all the stuff that he's been alleged of doing or accused of doing, but you you guys already know what he's been doing. He's been doing some weird shit. which is that movie's coming out on June, 2023. Uh, the executive also revealed that while he is focused on theatrical releases, a number of movies will be released with, with shorter windows and on different marketing campaigns we will always be agile and the focus will be theatrical. Uh, but yeah, they they obviously, you know, we haven't had a plan for DC in a hot minute and it looks like that's changing yet again. So, do you think, Josh, that finally, with under this new management, they can finally get their shit together, or it's going to continue just to be a mess of, you know, I don't know, this this chaotic just shit that we've been dealing with?
0: Honestly, I don't know. Like they are in a "you have to prove it to me" state. They don't have a Feige, right? Like. Yeah. That's the thing. They don't have one. They're, they're yeah. like, we're doing, we're doing, we're gonna do what Marvel does. But you can't do what Marvel does. You don't have the people working for you that that Disney does. Like, I'm sorry, but like, when you're sitting here, like, we're gonna copy what they're doing. I don't like to hear that. You do not have those people in your house. You know what I mean? So, let that. That's like, we're just gonna copy what we see and do it over here. Okay. It's easy to say that. It's another fucking thing to do it. And so far, you've shown me two things. Jack and shit. And you ain't doing nothing.
1: <laughs>
0: That's right. true.
4: That's
1: very true, yeah. I'm with you. They they, they have to prove it to us. Because, you know, for a long time, they they don't know what they're doing. They, have, they don't, they have no, they have had no plan.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: you heard, of, you know, obviously that they wanted to do a universe with Zack Snyder and all that, but that, you know, failed. And they, 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 they need to do better, man. Because DC is one of those properties that it's like, I cannot believe that they've struggled so much with for so long as they have with this. Because like, it should be on the level, if not, like, doing better than Marvel. But it's been like significantly, like, just not mm-hmm. on that level. Like, it's been like they've been slacking like real hard, and they. Yeah, they need to they need to get their shit together. Hopefully they can find here's the thing though, it's like who do you bring in as the Kevin Feige for, for DC? Like who who is who is the Kevin Feige of DC? I don't fucking know who that is. Like like I can't think of somebody. Like 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 who's gonna be the guy or the lady or the person to do mm-hmm. that? I don't know. I don't know who that is, you know? I don't now I hope they can do it because I want DC to succeed and I'm tired of them not succeeding, you know.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but um i I just don't know like who that is i'm glad that they're finally like oh we're gonna have a 10-year plan and we're you know it's it's good to hear that they actually want to do this stuff but yeah no i'm with you they need to they need to prove and and they need to prove to us and show us that that they're you know serious about it this time because has not been the case up until this point um but yeah Moving away from that, we're finally done talking about DC for today. Um, Pac-Man is going to have a live-action movie in the works from Wayfair, Bandai, and Bandai Namco. Uh, So, Wayfair Studios, in conjunction with uh, Bandai Namco Entertainment... Are working on a new uh, project uh, based on the original idea from Chuck Williams, who did Sonic the Hedgehog of Light Beam Entertainment. Um, and there isn't a whole lot of information out there, but I'll say this: if they can make it as if they can make it on the level of Sonic the Hedgehog, I could see this being successful because Sonic has been so good that our next story here after this one is gonna tell you why. But, uh, yeah, I think if they can do, if they can make this movie like they have, like, kind of, if they can, like, Sonicify it in that way, like, make it kind of similar to that, then I can see it being successful. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: But as long as they don't do something like Pixels or, you know, some of those other shittier video game movies, and, and you know, they'll
2: be good. But, uh, yeah, so you got a
1: Pac-Man movie in the works. Uh, But... Moving on from that, Sonic the he- Sonic the Hedgehog is getting a third movie that is gonna be hitting theaters December twentieth, twenty twenty four. So again, I repeat, if they can make fucking Pac-Man like Sonic, which has been so successful that they're getting a third movie now announced. And like even they're even doing like a spin off show, I'm pretty sure about it too. So like the Sonic movies have been so successful that they're like just continuing to push forward with them and, and making more and uh
2: uh you know even spin off t
1: v shows and stuff so i I have not seen the second one yet, but uh the first one was a lot of fun, so we'll see uh how they do it with this but uh yeah, and I'm not even like the biggest Sonic fan, you know, like i think they're I think they're like fine like i don't I never really played the games a whole lot or anything, but uh. Yeah, I just, uh, if again, if they can do it on that level for Pac Man, then, then they'll be all right. And Astrosonic, that's cool that they have another release date for the next one. Um, yeah, it's because those movies just keep on doing well
2: and they're successful. So, yeah. more power to them. Um,
1: the last thing, well, no, not the last thing. We have two more things, but they're both kind of related in a way because they both have something to do with Chad Stileski. Um, So first one we have here is John Wick 4 will be the longest in the franchise says director Chad Stileski. Uh He's talked about how the editing has been going and how close they are to being done with the project. So uh, Chad Stileski had a little chat with Collider talking about the uh, the movies and he and talking about the movie length so John Wick one was 101 minutes two was 122 minutes and three was 131 so each one has been a little longer than the others and that's going to be no different with this fourth one so he says it's longer than the other three but not that long Uh, and uh, this is what he had to say about the editing and if they're close to being done we're on the final stretch for picture lock, and then we have our VFX music. But this is the furthest along I've ever been, this much in post. We love the music that we've gotten so far. We still have Tyler Bates doing the composition on some of the bigger sequences. VFX are going to be coming in throughout the rest of the year, but we're dangerously close. In our edit, as far as our picture look goes, we're within a few minutes of locking. Our sequences are done. The movie is essentially done. There are probably another few weeks of tweaking overall. Then we lock picture, and we're about music,
2: sound, and the effects.
1: um uh, they also asked him about the, some of the practical obstacles that are in uh, John Wick 4 with getting like some of the action shots and he said yeah yeah we know we until we got there that we realized holy shit it's like millions of tons of water how are we going to do that so there's that so we figured out the one out and there's one for the end of the film that I think we almost got figured out so we, so we can be initiating so I'll have an end of the movie I'll let you know how that goes. You'd be the
2: first to know. Uh, a lot of
1: things go into when you start messing with what you want things. Wait. A lot of things go into when you start messing with what you want things that can't be like. I can't control the sun. I don't even know. I don't even think we can control the sun. So you start blocking and playing. And you want a certain look. So we tried to do something at the end that is emotional and has cool lighting and looks. And we took our best stab at it. How we shoot all the pieces, and now putting them together, we're still like, yeah, it's a bit more of a puzzle than we thought, but we have the right people, so I think we'll crack it. So that's a little bit more about John Wick 4, uh, arriving on March 24th, 2023. So pretty cool.
2: I'm excited for that movie.
1: Now, the last thing... If you got nothing to say about that, Josh?
0: No, no, no. It's just shit. The
1: last thing we have here is, again, like I said, also Chad Zaleski related. And, uh...
2: It is about the Ghost of Tsushima movie. And this is an exclusive interview with Collider. He said that, uh... He wants to...
1: He revealed his plan to film the movie in Japanese uh so he says honestly it's probably the same things that would scare the shit out of most people it's a fantasy period piece it's done with reverence to akira kurosawa it's probably in the top five biggest influences of my life as far as film goes it's a chance to push the technology and people in a story that's timeless it's your typical mythological story of good versus evil finding a man watching him change the world or the world changes him it's all the joseph campbell stuff that you love in a story you put that in with obviously so I'm told I have a bit of samurai f- I'm I'm told I have a bit of a samurai fetish, which is probably true from the manga, manga and anime and stuff. So I think if we did this right, it would be visually stunning. It's character driven, it's got an opportunity for great action, great looks, and honestly, we try to do it all try to do it all in character, meaning it's a Japanese thing about the Mongols invading Tsushima Island. A complete Japanese cast in Japanese. Sony is so on board with us with backing us on that. I've been going to Japan since I was 16. I have a lot of love for the country, love for the people, love the language. To try to direct not only in my language but someone else's and culturally shift my mindset to bring apart that in a cool way that still entices Western audiences. So that's what he had to say about uh, Ghost Tsushima, and that sounds pretty interesting and exciting to me. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm about it. I can't wait. Yeah, if if they do this movie well, man, ooh. I I mean I love the game. It's one of my favorite games of all time.
4: Same. And
1: so if they can if they can like make the movie like anywhere near as good as the game, then this is gonna be a fucking fantastic movie. But, yeah,
4: but
2: yeah I- I'm 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 excited, dude. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, I, I'm that is uh, I- go ahead, Josh. I was just gonna say I'm hype. I'm I'm really excited. Like, I love to go to Tsushima like we have long ass many hour streams playing Tsushima and yeah. I'm I, watching a movie of it would be the fucking dopest shit ever,
1: so. Yeah, that'll do it for our news for this week, man. That is that is it for the gaming TV and movie news. So that
0: is the news, ladies and gentlemen, That is it,
1: my friends.
0: We are going to take a quick break and then we will come back. And we will be talking about Prey, I think, first, and then...
1: pray first, and then Westworld. Westworld. Yep.
0: So, don't go anywhere. Well, I mean, get up, stretch your legs, get a drink. Whatever you gotta do, go to the restroom. We'll be right back after this. I'll put some music on for you guys, and we'll be right back.
2: Hello, ladies and
0: gentlemen. We are back from our breaks. I know it was quicker than usual, I feel like, but... But we're here and we're ready to talk about Prey and Westworld and all the goodness yeah. and goodies and thoughts that we have with those things. So we're gonna start with Prey. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put up the the text warning so you guys know that we're talking Prey. And if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to be spoiled on something, which I'm I'm personally gonna try not to spoil it, although I don't think you can help but spoil some of it. Um when we talk about a thing now is your chance to leave and come back later and watch after you've seen it but we're probably going to spoil it uh, like that's probably what's going to happen. Um so the text is up and we're going to talk about it. So DT3 Did you like this here movie called Prey?
1: I love Prey. But I also so love fun. Prey. I actually watched this movie three times already like (laughs) within like close proximity to when it came out by the way Mm -hmm. because i like i watched it once when it first came out then i watched it again with my dad then i watched it again by myself in comanche so i watched it in both english and comanche so yeah i watched it a few times it was great
0: yeah i i myself have seen it twice i saw it same as dt uh, myself, and then the second one I watched with my dad, so uh, I haven't seen the Comanche no. version. I'm going to watch it eventually. Uh, but yeah, that's one of the cool things about this movie is they made a Comanche a dub of it out there, so yeah. make sure to go give it a, a watch-through with in Comanche. If you haven't seen it yet. Uh, so, I feel like when we first talked about this movie, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. Mostly because I was worried about uh the predator movies because it's been like years since we've gotten anything that was like good good and for me uh i'm so glad like that th- i think when we actually saw a trailer for the first time i was like oh this looks this looks cool and then we actually got the movie and we, we got some of those early reactions for people that saw it at like comic-con and stuff oh oh this is gonna be a smash hit isn't it and then we saw it and it was like I fucking understand why. This movie is fantastic. Yeah. The only way this movie could have been better is if I could have seen it on the big screen. I wish it'd been in theaters, you know? Like I would have loved to go to the movies. Yeah, this
1: movie would have been awesome in theaters, for sure.
0: And the cast is great. Um
1: Yeah. Cast yeah, is uh, really good. I uh Amber Mid Thunder was fantastic as Naru. And then mm-hmm. you got Dakota Beavers as Tabe. Uh even even the dog uh,
2: Sari was was great. Uh portrayed by Coco the Dog.
1: Um and yeah, it was th- th- this movie has a lot of cool stuff in it, man. The, just the whole the the cast all all did great. Um we had obviously the ones that I mentioned already, um, and then in addition to that, you have Dane Dele De Delegrio as the predator. Michelle Thrush
2: is Aruka, uh,
1: and a few. Then there's there's a few of the other like supporting characters, like Stormy Kip as w- Wasape who was one of the Comanche warriors who was like doubtful and kind of antagonistic towards Naru.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And then you have Mike Patterson, who was big beard, one of the French fur trappers. Uh, Bennett Taylor is Raphael. who was with the, you know, French uh, trappers as well. Um, but yeah, they, for the most part, I think everybody did. Pretty great. Uh, Amber Mid Thunder is going to be in everything now. After this, by the way, she's 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 uh, she's great. Don't, don't be she, surprised. She's a bunch and, of shit and now. she
0: deserves all the praise that she's getting. Yeah, I also think Dakota Beavers is going to get a lot more as well because I think he's fantastic. I think he's a little bit getting underrated. I think Amber Mid Thunder is is fantastic, so she's getting a lot of the praise. But I think Dakota Beavers as well is is also really great in it the knows, film. Uh, I, their relationship is great.
1: What's interesting about Dakota Beavers is that this is the his first acting thing he's been in because he's a musician. Usually,
0: really, I had no yeah. idea.
1: Yeah, no idea. So this That's is awesome. prey was the first thing he was in because he's a uh, he's you know he's a musician, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean he 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 did he did great though. Like yeah, I agree with you. He did he did he did awesome. So
0: one of the. Um... One of the things I like about this movie, and this is going to be in some light spoilers, is that I, I actually really like the relationship between Naru and her and her brother. Like, mm, yeah. like, it is it is very... He is on her side, um, for the most part. Like, he worries, yeah. right? He's kind of worried about her. Like, it's very easy to turn that into almost an antagonistic relationship, but it's not. He's always, like... Uh, kind of supportive of her and like he's like in the very early on when there's like she's to stay with us, like she knows medicine. Like she said, shouldn't go back. We might need her like he is. So I like that they 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 actually are like siblings, you know, like it's actual like it's not it's not like they're making him an antagonist to to kind of like Mm -hmm. give her somebody to butt heads with. It's their relationship. really is a sibling relationship and they can obviously very much care about each other and you can tell that in the movie it's one of the things i like most about the movie actually what were you gonna say dt i i kind of kept going on and mowed over you i apologize what were you gonna say
1: no 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 you're good um no it's it's like because she shows interest in like becoming a hunter because you know Mm -hmm. they're like oh she's she should just stick to healing and and medicine and all that stuff right like even even the mom kind of tells her that and it's like well you know she she wants to be a, she wants to prove that she can hunt like every like all the other dudes
2: yeah um and she does
1: in this movie for sure she she does a, a very good job i would say i would throw naru in there as like one of the like She's one of like she's like an action movie like badass dude like she's, <clears throat>
0: she's give me she's just a moment.
1: Almost, I I uh,
0: I have a sound bite for this guys I believe. Let's oh. hope it
1: plays. Oh, let's what see, you let's put see.
2: In charge? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: that's a little quiet. Why is that so? Oh, well, that's charge? why. Let me turn it up. Let me put that all the way up. You put, her in
1: put, it, put it up, man. Pump it There up. we go.
0: Why don't you put her in charge? But it's the thing we talked about, um, uh, in the past, which is like, why don't you put her in charge? You know what I mean? Like, so she's like, she she would definitely make it. Um, you know when we did lists of of female badasses and things, she's absolutely on the list. She's
1: she's on that for sure. (laughs)
0: Like
1: easily, no doubt. Like look, like anytime people talk about those lists from now on, she's gonna be on that. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, like one hundred percent. So it gives it gives us another yeah another badass
2: lady character. Um, and yeah,
1: and then like I said, Amber Mid Thunder absolutely killed it. She's gonna be in a bunch of stuff too. Now going forward, yeah. I she mean, she's already been in a few things here and there. Like she was she's been in like uh, Legion. Uh, you know the x-men show and she's in uh heller high water the movie which that's a great movie
4: yeah, that's a yeah,
1: I've seen it. uh she's been in some cw stuff as well like roswell new mexico and whatnot but she yeah i i, I she's gonna be in some things here coming up so good for her man um But yeah, it's uh, the movie is set in the September in the 1700s. I think the year is well, actually the year 1719 to be exact in the Great Plains. So obviously you get we're getting a a predator story that is before any of the other, you know, movies that we've gotten. Uh, I will say that while I really enjoyed this movie, some of the CG was a little off. Uh, yeah. like you could tell at certain moments, like the bear was kind of like from the trailers, even the bear was like, eh, like I noticed you know,
0: you... Uh, the cat, the cat really stood out to me. The big cat that they fight, like, oh, especially yeah, yeah the, the, the that, one, lion, that one, that yeah. one stood out to me. That one stood out to me more than mm. the bear did, did. <laughs> and the bear did stand out to me. But man, the cat for me was like, I oh, yeah, I totally understand. <laughs> you can't have an actual fucking big ass mountain lion, but oh, yeah, oh, it's it's it's. It definitely stood out to me, but you know I was into the movie, so it didn't really bother me. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there was a Wilhelm scream at one point. I was glad to hear that again in a, in a new movie because <laughs> I feel like newer movies don't really use it anymore. And I'm like, yeah, Wilhelm. Like it's one of those things where it's like, ah, there it is, you know. Um, I love the like brutality and and gnarly, gruesome kills that are in this. Like there's some pretty, pretty fucking like brutal kills in this, and I I I
2: don't know I like it, cool.
1: Yeah, uh, fight scenes were good. Like again, going back to like Tabe, you know he he did he did he did, he did a badass job with that. Cody Beavers did, um, which you probably had a stunt
2: guy helping him out with that, of course. But like you know they. Still made him look badass, so cool. Yeah. Um
1: yeah, I just I just really like this movie, man. It, it it made me like it made me you know what it made me want? Like if, if if they keep doing movies like this, I would want a like like a like a Jap like imagine like a samurai fighting a predator, do you like like a Japanese like predator movie, yeah. dude? Like you got you got you got the Yaucha and the and the samurai going up against each other, man. Like that'd be like a Edo Japan style. Oh man, that'd be that'd be badass. Like I, I, it made me just picture like what are all the different like, like what if we have a Western fucking Predator movie now or you know what I mean? Like just all the different like possibilities and shit. Like mm-hmm. have a fucking you know have a mafia movie with a Predator. I don't I don't know, dude. Like there's if you if you can throw them in in all these different like times now, like it's you know. Yeah, I say now, but that's always been the case, you know, but you know what I mean? Like, it just, no, it just made exactly me like wonder, like, right? all, all the different uh, different locations and settings you could have a Predator movie in, man. Um,
0: yeah, I uh, I agree. Um,
1: and then and then speaking of the Yautja, I really like the way the uh, the it looked in this movie. I believe they refer to this one as the feral Predator. Cause it looks different from the other ones, from the other movies. It's like a different. Yeah. Uh, it's a different type. Like it's from like, um. Like it doesn't look the same as as the other ones. It's it's just it's a different type of predator. Like yeah, the face looks different. The like I think the height is different. Like you know, it's it's, it's like, it's like enough to for you to know that it looks like a predator, but it's different enough to be like its own different thing. But. Yeah, they, they I've heard this one referred to as the feral predators. That's kind of what they're they're calling it. Okay. Pretty cool. I like the, the 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 mask was a little different. Um the equipment it had was pretty cool, uh, man. It had a lot of really yeah. interesting Yeah. The new, new equipment,
0: equipment like or sh- or we should say the old equipment, I guess. The fucking old yeah. ass equipment that he's using is fucking I loved it. I thought it was great. I was like it it, it, it it it's it's respectful to like the future equipment, but it's also like fucking badass and dope on its own. Like you can literally see where, I see where this is going in the years in the future. You know, where it'll eventually yeah. become like the laser cannon and all that stuff. That, I I I loved that. I loved it. Yeah
1: yeah yeah. A lot of cool my dad stuff. loved it
0: too. Yeah yeah. Um.
1: Like another thing i like I was awesome boy go ahead
0: no i was just gonna say another thing i liked about naru because we, we kind of moved on from that and then I, it popped into my head that i wanted to mention this is just how much she observes and learns like it's not like she just instantly oh, yeah. knows how to fucking beat the predator yeah she okay. literally Again, learns everything she learned throughout this movie she uses at the end of that battle yeah. at the end of yeah, the yeah, movie like, I rather
1: literally <laughs> throughout the entire movie we see her like observing and learning what to do what not to do and like you know she's smart you know like that's that's how you that's how you we would all hope to be in a situation like that right mm-hmm.
0: sometimes in movies they'll have characters that just instantly learn things and that always bothers me a little bit but but that is not the case at all in this film It is the complete opposite of this case they specifically show you Nauru learning how she's gonna fight this thing learning. Uh, the different technologies that that come up, and, and seeing all the different ways that it uses it, and how she can use them, and how she uses uses her own things that she has, like the flower and the plant and all that stuff. So I and appreciate that. That's good, right? I liked
1: her. Yeah, I liked her ingenuity too, with like adding the little, you know, uh, like rope to her tomahawks. So she can like you know throw it around mm-hmm. and, and pull it back and stuff. Like that was really cool. For sure. Um, so yeah, she's she's a very smart, observant uh character.
0: The thing is, is that they don't just they don't just tell you that they show you that. Yeah, which is which is fantastic.
1: Indeed, indeed, indeed.
2: Yeah, this movie
1: was just really really cool man i uh I know we don't really want to spoil too much into it. Kind of been talking about things here and there, but yeah i just I just really liked it. If you haven't seen it, check it out because mm-hmm. it's it's awesome like I, I it definitely to me it's easily the best one since the original one,
0: yeah, it definitely takes up that that secondary slot for me in terms uh, of predator franchises.
1: And I haven't even seen Predators or Predator 2 and the Predator or, or is it Predators, the Predators. I don't know. Predators, I think it was called the, the second and the third one. I haven't seen those in like years. I need to go back and rewatch those. But. But I will
2: even but regardless of that, I would still put this one at the. Uh, at uh, mm-hmm. second place after Predator.
0: Yeah, I agree. The other thing is the music is great in this. It feels very... Um, I noticed that when it mm. first started playing, I was like, this is very Last of the Mohicans that's playing. It, like the movie music. Uh, I was like, this is very Last of the Mohicans. And I loved it. I love the Mohican soundtrack. It's fantastic. So that is that is great for this as well because it is that type of uh, orchestral-type music uh, in this film. So... Well it's
1: funny that you should mention the score because uh the woman who did the score, Sarah uh Schnashner, she was hired for Prey because the director Dan Trachenberg was playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla and was like, Yo, this music sounds great. So he got <laughs> so she did the music for that, and he was playing that while making the movie, so he got her to do the music for Prey, and I was like, that's fucking awesome, dude. Like, That's like, actually cool really that? dope. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: that's
1: yeah, I, I, thought, awesome. uh, I thought that's that was really just a cool little little fun fact there.
0: It is cool. It's really dope. I'm glad somebody appreciates video game music, because a lot of times people it doesn't get like necessarily what it deserves, but like, yeah. The, the Assassin's Creed music is always usually pretty goddamn good. so uh, It's awesome that she got to work on this.
1: Yeah. And yeah, like you said, it's really cool that the, you know Dan Trachenberg was like, yo, I'm playing this game right now. And I really like the music. Who does this music? Oh, her? Oh, I'm going to hire her for this movie that I'm doing called Prey. You know, like that's mm-hmm. so cool. Pretty cool um yeah i just i just really i just really like this movie man i it it makes me want to like go back and watch some of the other movies i haven't seen in a long time like i said and like i i I know they're adding content for for for, for, uh, predator hunting grounds the game from from this movie which i I think is obviously like how could you not um so yeah I, i i i'm just I'm excited because also at, in the in the post-credits, they show a little scene of like. The, the, the like the wall paint, the wall painting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like they show like more ships flying down to the planet. So, hey, man, maybe, uh, you know, some sequels or something like. I you know, It I'm, definitely I'm, I'm, feels I'm, like I'm, some sequels. about it.
0: It definitely sets up some things. And you know what I was thinking when I saw that DT? I didn't mention it in voice chat, but I fucking should have. Yeah. I thought of the Clone Wars miniseries would they do the cave painting oh yeah, 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 yeah in the second season yeah Anakin. yeah i i i yeah, immediately I, thought yeah. of that hmm was like hey that's kind of like that
4: yeah
1: for sure yeah uh, i just i really like this movie i, I, I like the I love the it. characters and the music and the but yeah i i i'm about it dude i'm i'm very Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm very glad that we finally have another good Predator movie. You know, yes. it's been a while.
0: It respects where it comes from, and 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 you know, and all that as well. So yeah, like, if, it doesn't shit on any of that stuff. It just enhances it, makes it better.
1: If only some of these other franchises like Terminator and like Aliens <laughs> oh could God. like do the same and have another good sequel because it's been too long for those as yeah. well.
0: Who would have thought that it's actually a fucking Predator movie, right? Like, I would have always thought it'll be Terminator that has the next good one. And then we got nothing but shit for so long. <laughs> well, maybe aliens. And, like, for me, no. It's Predator. I can't believe it's Predator. And I'm glad it is, because it's fucking fantastic. It's so good. It makes me want a video, another video game. Like, a like. Not just like mm. the multiplayer one that we play sometimes, but like an actual legit fucking Predator game, like with a big budget and fucking good. Yeah, yeah,
1: <sighs> that, that could be that could be really fun, actually. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you, you know, we're always all about that. So we've been talking about all these games for a hot minute, like wanting the RoboCop game that's now a thing, wanting the Terminator game. And now we're getting we've gotten a few since then. Like it's you know, making stuff happen. So hopefully we can get another Predator game and that'd be cool.
2: For sure. All right.
0: Anything else you want to mention on Prey or can we hop into the Westworld?
1: No, I mean, that's uh that's pretty much for Prey. I just I really enjoyed the movie and I'm glad it's getting the success that it has. And I can't wait mm-hmm. for, you know, more stuff if it's going to be as good as that. So I'm here. For, I'm I'm here for this. I'm I'm ready for more. Make it happen, people. Let's go.
0: Let's do it. All right, we're gonna switch gears over to Westworld. So let me put that in the text box for you. Season four right. spoilers incoming, and there are spoilers for this show.
1: Westworld right. season got a few minutes here. four. Okay. Season
0: four. Let me get a let me get oh. a pool of my water here.
1: How do you want to go about this? Because there was eight episodes in the season. I kind of took notes on each episode, along the way. Uh, but I don't know how you want to talk about it. Like, like, what do you? I guess, say, I guess we first we should say. I guess the first thing we should do is that uh, if you liked it or not. That's that's probably the first thing yeah. we should we should do. So Westworld season four. Did we like it? Yes or no, Josh? Did you like it?
0: I liked it. Yes. Sure about it? Yes, I did like it. I liked it. It's the most I've liked Westworld since season one. How about you? How did you feel? Did you like it?
1: I am probably on the same boat. I did enjoy it. Um, I like one of my favorite things with this season was like the musical covers and stuff, um, which we'll get to in a minute, but yeah, no, I I, I did enjoy this season. There was a lot more. For me, it was a lot more like engaging and like more um, like like it it made me want to pay attention more than previous seasons. Because before, like I don't don't even remember a lot of like season three or like two a whole lot, really. Um, Because I don't know, those those just did not. I don't know. Like we were saying, the first one is probably the best one. And then after that, it's kind of just been like, you know
2: uh not as not as great, but mm-hmm. yeah,
1: Let's... I uh I definitely did enjoy this one uh quite a bit actually. It, it like I said, it kept me engaged and made me like want to pay attention to what was going on because there was there's quite a few quite a bit of few timelines happening in this season.
0: Yes. And we could spoil DT, I think it's fine to spoil the you cannot talk about Westworld and not spoil it. So we kind of have to spoil it if you want to talk about it. So I'm fine with talking spoilers. What I was going to say, uh, what I was going to say, I just left my brain at what I was going to say. Oh, what I was going to say is, um, usually when a show starts to kind of slide downhill for me, it's a lot for it to come back. And Westworld came back to me. It was like, I missed you, old friend, you know, and like, I, I, uh, uh, it, it, had me, I'm, I'm so glad I checked it out. Uh, I, I, like, do I want to watch this season or not? I don't know. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I was like, DT, you gotta check it out. It's kind of like Westworld's back, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, it, it's pretty fucking cool. It's pretty fucking cool. And I was glad, and Aaron Paul is, like... Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Paul was great. I'm glad he was back, because that son of a bitch can act... Like, straight up, like, he is fantastic throughout the entire season. He is awesome. You know? Uh, but yeah, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to go episode by episode or, or, or do you have parts you want to talk about specifically and not necessarily go I episode mean, by episode, but talk about parts from those episodes?
1: I mean, we, how do you want to kind of just. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I took notes for, uh, for the episodes, like, yeah, okay. a little bit, but uh, you were, you were so, smarter yeah, than I me because
0: I did not do that. I should have done that. <laughs> well, it's like the,
1: these, ep- these episodes happen over weeks, so it's like, man, I got to try to re- retain some of this, like, best as I can. So notes is the best way to do that for me.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, but we got like, so I, I think. So the first episode starts off and we have like William killing like dudes for, you know, for like the property, right?
0: Oh, the whole Hoover Dam thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the whole, yeah, the whole Hoover Dam. That's like the first thing we see. And then you got like what we think is like Dolores working and, you know, not having a social life. She's on a date with a dude and it like doesn't go well. And she's like talking about a story and you know one wanted to have a happy ending and like then we see James Marsden's back, you know Teddy's back and you know uh Aaron you know we have uh uh Aaron Paul uh Caleb you know we see his you know daughter Frankie and his wife
2: and and like uh
1: Maeve is like alone on on her on her own journey and like she kills a dude with an axe and then she she saves uh Caleb and Frankie from from the dude that was trying to attack them and that's kind of like where that first one ends right mm-hmm. so we kind of get them like everybody involved and then like what like and then the from the beginning starts off like the video game the the, the video games cover by by you know the song is called Video Games by Lana Del Rey. They do the cover for that in this first episode. And I I thought that was really well. Like, again, the music is really, really, really well done. And that Mm -hmm. one was a really good cover for that one. Um, So that's good stuff.
0: One of the things Um, that I was surprised by in this first episode is like, I wasn't expecting them to skip the entire war that kicks off in, in season three. Like at the very end of season three, like we're going to war in season four. That war has already happened, you know, like at the start of it uh the 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 rohebrum the robot thingamajig the ai that predicts what people do uh kind of thing from last season i was like i wasn't expecting them to skip the entire war but that's what happened the 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 war uh kind of gets skipped but i'm fine with that because a lot of people didn't really like uh the last season um like it picks up seven years after the end of season three uh Which I forget about because it's only really mentioned in that first episode and I don't think about it anymore. Uh, But yeah.
1: Yeah, I gotcha. Um, But yeah, then so second episode, we got like William looking for Maeve and he runs into Clementine. And then like (laughs) there's a line in the the episode where uh, when they're on the golf course and talking about like how obvious the Secret Service needs people were, you know,
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: that whole
2: know, the golf course scene was so good.
1: That. Yeah, yeah, no that fucking Ed Harris,
0: goddamn old ass. It, and Ed Harris, Harris
1: yeah, he, yeah, he's 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 good, man. Even at his <laughs> age, how how fucking old is that Harris now? Because he looked old as hell this season. Uh, let me
0: look. He's like seventy-one.
1: Huh.
0: OK. Which is which makes a line in the very last episode, which I'm sure we'll talk about eventually, even more funny. Yeah, we
1: will. <laughs> um, when you think about it. <clears throat> yeah, so then Maeve and, and Caleb, you know, set out and they fight some hosts and then, you know, they uh find that they so they find like the senator whose whose wife so the senator was killed and the wife is like kind of like put into like a barn or some shit, right? Yeah, and then the, the kind of shit. Yeah, Charlotte shows up to take Anastasia to the barn uh with the rest of the livestock. Uh they find her kind of like I don't know dude, like mentally kind of gone already. Like she's like she's like I don't like Killing a horse or some shit, and then kind of Maeve kind of just like puts her out of her misery, pretty much. And uh, you know, Christina is starting to feel which which is you know uh, Evan Rachel Wood's character's name in this season. She's not feeling too great after killing you know after the dude killed himself because you know we have this dude that's kind of been like contacting her, being like, yo, this is your fault or whatever. And she's like, What well, well, like what the hell are you talking about, right? And then the dude just kills himself and she's like, you know, kind of shaking obviously,
2: honestly, like from 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 that. Um but uh yeah so we we start like getting some of these uh
1: you know pieces uh connecting uh, in that regard Um, and then we start also oh man I don't know if you got anything to say about season two but or or episode two but fucking episode three is when we fucking get reintroduced to Bernard Bernard is back he comes back in the third episode and they got the, the they got fucking call me By blondie playing and Bernard's whooping this dude's ass outside the diner Oh yeah, my like god! Is...
0: Fucking Super Bernard is ridiculous as season, and yeah. I loved it. He's like a yeah. fucking Terminator. Uh, I loved it when they when him and Stubbs are in the diner, and all all Stubbs wants is a pastrami sandwich. Damn! Yeah, he's like he wants the pastrami. Like, we will settle for the tuna. <laughs> We're out of pastrami. Uh,
1: and I could yeah. think when when they found uh, when him and Stubbs you know, met, met met the group outside of the diner and was like, what kind of Mad Max shit is this, dude? Like you got all these people pulling up on bikes and cars and shit looking like post apocalyptic Mad Max type shit in the desert. And then and then this and then this this next part is I think where Josh was like, All right, I'm back on board with Westworld because fucking Mave and Caleb went back to Chicago with the fucking uh, you know, yeah. it was a mafia episode. in them days. And I was like, oh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I see why Josh was like, on oh, I'm bored with Westworld again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the problem is we're only there for like a teeny amount, which is fine. I know. It's still which, so which, cool. <laughs> I thought that we were going to spend more time there because
1: of that. But yeah, you're, 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 we're not there for much. But it was still cool to see, you know? Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, they they got like the cover of Billy Eilish just bad guy, you know, playing in the club, you know, you know with the jazz the jazz cover of it, and the covers oh, are so good. The, oh. And then the the Enter Sandman one, dude. Yes. Oh
0: man, that yes. one was so good. That's the dude. song I was like, I was like, there's a song in that episode that you are going yeah. to love and that is the song was the same man into the same man that
1: was cover. that one was so dope dude i i like as soon as the episode ended i had to go find that shit on spotify because i'm like i, know I this.
0: lost my mind when that started playing
1: it was yeah it was it's great it is a really good cover but again a lot of the covers this season are, are really well done mm-hmm. the westworld massacre game you know with uh there's they they got, like, these,
0: game.
1: yeah, they got, like, those, like, the white, muscly, like, android robot dudes, you know? The
0: drones, I think they're called drones, right?
1: Yeah, the, those guys come, start popping out, and Caleb and Mae- Caleb and Maeve just see people start shooting themselves in the head, and, like, you know, Caleb tries to find Frankie, while Maeve, you know, tries to open up the door and get them out of there, and, William and her, William and her fight while Caleb saves Frankie and you know, she's trying to contact her dad through the little, like, radio
2: uh and then, like, Frankie's, like, feeling
1: something off, you know, feeling a little sus about the bear and she's, and then, like, she sees, like this is, like, when the the dude is, like, trying to get them out of there Mm mm-hmm and like she sees like the dead body in the trunk. And like Uwade, who's like, who's her who's her mom, tells her to hide and Frankie and Uwade kill kill the dude and they run away. And that kinda like is like where that episode ends.
0: Yeah. We get more of that fly shit, which is so weird. Yeah. Like.
1: And then we have episode four where Caleb and Maeve kind of infiltrate this like facility. He gets tagged, he gets hit, and she kind of has to, like, drag his ass to safety. Uh, And then we get the, like, you know, the revelation of, like, Charlotte waking him up, and, like, she kind of turned him into his... kind of turned him into, like, her pet, basically, you know? Uh, Mae fights William again, uh, saying, like, you know, you're not the one I'm trying to control, and Maeve and Caleb take Charlotte away and, and, you know, Caleb's still bleeding in the vehicle while Maeve explains how, like, she saw him and the potential of a better life. And they arrive somewhere where William starts shooting at him again. There's a lot there's a lot of conflicts here with Maeve and William. Mm -hmm. uh, And Maeve tells Caleb uh, to take Charlotte and call his team to get him out of there as she as she engages with with William uh Caleb resists Charlotte and and shoots William but then William shoots Maeve and stabs her and then she kind of just blows the area up uh and Charlotte's like telling Caleb like yo you shouldn't be asking where he is but when and he asks how long it's been and she she tells him that it's been like 23 years for him and you're like damn that's you know she
0: kind of conquered the fucking world
1: (laughs) yeah basically again we have like all these timelines going on at the same time Mm -hmm. like when is this and compared to that and yeah
2: um but yeah
1: so and then over in the Christina front of things Maya keeps insisting that you know on, on finding someone for Christina so they go on a date and they meet they meet Teddy uh, Bernard and and the uh, and the Mad Max crew, as I like you know that call them, we're looking for for a weapon a weapon in the desert, and uh, yeah, uh, they're looking for they they're looking for this weapon and and, and also uh, sees dad, but he isn't there, and but the weapon they found or the weapon they were looking for has been found. Which is Maeve. So they—that's where that one ends. They just—they find the weapon.
2: Who is Maeve? Uh, episode five starts off with uh,
1: William just like mentally, verbally abusing like this, breaking this dude and his wife. Like they're like sitting around a ta- table for like dinner or some shit. And he's just, like, tearing them apart, right? Yeah. He meets a woman named Hope, and then he sees Charlotte uh, with her, like... She's just, like, playing God, right? She's, like, all these people dancing around. She uses, like, three of them for... She, like, literally uses them as, like, a chair and, like, sits down on, like, a few people, you know, as they, like, form a chair for her. And, And she talks to him about boredom and the old gods and, you know wants him she wants him to like kill someone and not hesitate like the other woman did, and wonders why you know he failed in, in stopping like you know the thirty eight i think thirty eight failures or however many failures that have been going on around the time uh and then William kind of talks to himself right he, he the host william and the human, you know the 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 human william kind of have a have a chat with, with one another yeah um so we get we get we get to see some insight into his mind as he talks to himself basically. Christina wakes up and has like a nightmare and talks to Maya about it, then goes to work to talk to her boss about the new story. He asks her about the name of the girl, but gets interrupted by Teddy, who tells her to go meet him uh by telling her boss it's a personal situation, and they meet. Teddy says she should be asking who she is, not who he is. He tells her this world uh, is a well-told lie, and decides to show she can be- and decides to show her so she can believe. So she meets with Charlotte and tells her not to trust her. She then searches for Charlotte, but you know we kind of find out that obviously you know this is Dolores. So Dolores gets interrupted, or Christina gets interrupted by her boss, and they talk again for a little bit. And she meets with Teddy afterwards to see who did this. Like who? Like she's like, who did this to me? Right? He's like, well, you did. Like you did this to yourself, basically. Uh, Jay and Stubbs talking talk about getting to the women first before the others get to her. Stubbs senses something's wrong, and they're while they're walking on the street, everybody freezes. A fight ensues, and Jay hits the roof, saving the woman from getting killed by William after she tells him that she's used to, and he's not alone.
2: Uh, We start
1: episode six with uh, Frankie and Wade talking to Jay and trying to blend in, but one of their homies gets caught, and they all kind of make a run for it. Uh they leave in a van and reach a safe place. Jay is kind of being an asshole to Frankie as she's like trying to contact Caleb, you know, he's like, "Oh, well, I'm not your brother or whatever." And like, you know, you're you're wasting your time kind of basically trying to contact your dad on this thing. Um So Bernard and a, an adult Frankie make it to Maeve to you know, back to Maeve and try to rebuild her. Uh they talk about uh, what he used to do and how he was not part of Charlotte's plan for corrupting the host. Uh, Bernard is repairing Maeve while adult Frankie looks on and she talks about how she had to do everything for her mother when she got sick. Comparing it to what she was doing with Maeve Uh, and says she doesn't have a soft spot for her like he does and how she saw her the last time she saw her dad when, you know, when uh, they got separated and
2: Maeve went off with him. Uh, And in the middle of all this,
1: you still have like Charlotte and Caleb talking about Frankie. Uh, She punches him and tells and he tells her that she can't find or catch her. Caleb is trapped and sees a bunch of other versions of himself. Talks to himself and and the other version of him says that the only way out is death. But he manages to escape the explosion. He wakes up and sees Uade uh, as he attempts to get as he attempts to escape. He gets caught by those like white drony dudes, and they they kind of fight for a little bit. But he kills it by stabbing it and one of the most wild things he uses one of his other versions of himself to like just fly out of the vent and to like just use as like a fucking yeah. i don't like to split on the ground pretty much you know like i was like that's crazy but he makes it out and sends a message out to Frankie telling her she, he knows or she, he knows that she's out there and telling her that he's stronger than him and Charlotte I guess kills Caleb and then she kind of makes a new version of him, right?
0: And Paul kills in that episode too. He is fantastic.
1: And all the while, like Frankie's, like like shoots Bernard because she doesn't believe him, and she orders the you know orders the crew to get him and Stubbs out of there. Bernard tells her that one of her crew is going to betray her because obviously we know that at this point Bernard is kind of like predicting everything that's going to happen, so he knows. She wants to know what to do, and he says that he says to kill one of them. So she talks with Jay. He says that he also doesn't trust someone. So she leaves and decides to talk with her girlfriend. Uh walks into her place till she figures and then locks her into this place to keep her out of like harm while she figures it out. With which then Frankie talks to Jay again. And he brings up how she's family and he can't lose her and all this other, you know, open wound stuff. And, you know, that's how she kind of figures out that he's the imposter because early in the episode when the, one of the, you know, earlier timelines, we see how much of an asshole he was. Right. As like when they were younger. Mm -hmm. So that's how she figures that out. And, you know, uh, Frankie, you know, here's the message from her dad, and, and Maeve stabs Jay in the forehead, and then Maeve basically tells Frankie, like, yo, we'll we'll finish what they started. And you know, that's kind of where that episode ends as well, with with along with Charlotte killing Caleb and all that. Um and then the start of episode seven is where we have Bernard and Maeve finding the sublime. Uh he tells her how they've already They've already been in it and how they could all be extinct or he could try to find the real her in the outside world and save them. Uh, there's a line where she says, she's like, for someone who acts like a god and wants faith, he has very little in them. Um, Mave wants Bernard to promise her she will send it to her daughter. Mm-hmm. Maeve and Bernard continue their quest and he tells her no matter what they do, they can't win, but at least they still have hope. Uh, he tells her about the choice of still fighting with him. Maeve finds Charlotte and she tells her why she kept running the sublime and they have and then they themselves have a little bit of fight. William interrupts and shoots them both and finds Bernard and fucking shoots him, too. Uh, All the meanwhile, a and Bernard talk about how in every scenario, Bernard dies
2: mm-hmm.
1: over on the Christina slash Dolores front of things. Teddy talks about Teddy and her talk about the world they're in and she asks some questions and says she doesn't know who she is. They're on a walk and she asks Teddy what Dolores was like, and he says the world was cruel to her and she was cruel back. Uh, they go back to where it all started and every and gets and gets everyone to destroy the office. Teddy and Christina see the chaos started by William and she wonders why she can't stop them. He says, because it's real and she's not. And this is like kind of where the episode ends because you have like David Bowie's the man who sold the world plan and, you know, uh, William kind of wakes up William and tells him about Charlotte and, you know, the imprisoned William tells him that he is him, basically, and you know, he, he knows what needs to be done, then stabs him, calls him a cockroach. And then he fucking gears up and the man in black is born again in his full cowboy gear.
2: Um, Caleb is like attempting
1: to escape but Charlotte and William, you know, keep him from going. Uh, She chats with him and opens the door from Dolores' distraction. He finds Stubbs and Frankie. Uh, He traps or... Yeah, he traps Stubbs, doesn't believe it's her at first, but she kind of tells him about their past and he believes her. He got a nice little father-daughter reunion now that you know she's older and all that. Um, then they reunite with Bernard and Maeve. Maeve wants to be there where Frankie sees her dad to keep her promise. But, and then Bernard thanks Stubbs and he thanks him and tells him he doesn't make it. Stubbs and Frankie have the no more waiting moment. Uh... They walk in after Dolores' distraction as well and find Caleb. She asks who he is, and he says, a ghost from the past. Uh, They see the dead William, and Stubbs says, whoever did this did us a favor. They walk away from it, and Stubbs, Frankie, and Caleb attempt to get away, but the crowd surrounding them begin fighting. Frankie catches a stray bullet, and Caleb carries her out of there while Stubbs fights off a few more of those guys. But yeah, that's kind of where the episode ends. And the, yeah, I remember watching this episode being like, yo, shit mm. is going down, dude. People are like, just getting crap. popped.
0: They were like dropping. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, everybody's damn. Just
1: killing the fuck out of each other. You're like, damn, this is this is this is crazy. Cause like, and then like you have William just shooting the shit out of like Bernard and Maeve and mm-hmm. Charlotte, and you're like, damn, are they dead? Like what's going on, you know? Because You never know like with he's... Westworld. Are they dead yet? Are yeah. they coming
0: back? Who knows? <laughs>
1: like what the fuck like this episode like fucking went all out dude they you're like what's going on man this,
2: this is insane yes sir
1: but uh, then we have the finale so the finale started and I was like wait a minute who is this guy I, I, I no, I'm not, no I knew who he was but I was like what is he doing in this show fucking Steven Ogg dude I was like what is he doing in this man
0: He's been, he's been in it. He was in the first season uh, playing the, that one it, dude. It's
1: it's been so long that I didn't remember it, dude. I was he's like, been what been hell?
0: He was in season one. He was in season two a little bit, not a lot. Um, I don't think we saw him in three. And I thought when I saw him in four, I was like, he's back. <laughs> yeah. A lot and of I'm the dudes, like... I noticed that a lot of the hosts that come back in this season, uh, like the assassin, one of the assassin dudes from episode one. He is from season one of Westworld. I have seen his face.
1: I uh, remember. I was like, I was like, wait a minute, because I know he's been in a bunch of stuff, but I because I know he's been in like uh, Better Call Saul and like uh, uh what he's been in like Walking Dead shows that I've seen. Yeah, Trevor from GTA, for those of you wondering who the hell Stephen Ogg is. So I'd seen him in stuff, but I was like, I can't
2: remember. This is, like, this is him it, in, in season one. This was him.
1: Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there he is. Yeah, I just, I I couldn't fucking remember. But yeah, so he shows up, and then, like, they kill him right away because he gets axed in the head, dude. Like, he gets axed Mm -hmm. right in
0: the dome. He's like, you know how many of these people I killed? (laughs) It's so funny, he's, like, bragging and shit. Yeah, and then he
1: immediately gets killed, and, like, everybody's still killing each other, like, it's the Purge and shit, and, like, Charlotte gets rebuilt, you know, gets revived and rebuilt, you know, stronger, and, She's like, "Oh, keep the same face because I want him to know it was me." And like,
0: "Don't touch my know. face." <laughs> yeah,
1: but, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Bernard leaves her a message saying that if she's seeing this and him and Maeve are dead, asking like, "What comes next in this world?" You know, even though like she she didn't want it, but she created it. You know. Uh, he tells her that it's time for one more game. All the while, William's like killing sniper kids, calling them fucking campers and stuff. That that, 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 actually, that made me seven, laugh, dude. that made me seven, laugh.
0: Yes, no, 71 year old Ed Harris calling that kid a camper was the a funniest shit. <laughs> but then you got to remember, William is like our generation. He was he would have yeah. grown up with games. He would have known what a camper was in a video game. He said, you fucking camper and pops yeah. him in the head, dude. <laughs> that shit was hilarious, dude. It was so fucking funny, dude. I've lost my mind.
4: Oh, I love so that good.
0: line. Imagine you have to sit down with Ed Harris and explain what a camper is. Oh right. my god, that's so funny.
1: Right? Oh man. I loved it. It was it was great. Teddy assures Dolores slash Christina that she's real because her thoughts on the world are real. She ponders about who put the people in her life, both good and bad, and realizes that she did it herself. Like like you know Maya and and you know everybody, and so she kind of has a chat with Maya, even though she's not really real. Uh, Then she talks to Teddy about cherishing every moment with him to the detail. She, uh, Caleb. Is protecting Frankie as he, you know, wants to protect her as he feels guilt for not being there her whole life. You know, he brings her some painkillers and notices, and she notices his hand is a little wobbly, you know, because he's not all, you know, 100%. And she tells him about her mom, you know, passing the cancer and all that, and uh, yeah, William is, like, driving in his, like, truck, listening to fucking Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash, and gets attacked by some people and he uh kills them all of course takes the glasses off of one of them where he kind of communicates with Charlotte
0: those guys are from and, season 2 by the way
1: <laughs> and she's like yo I know where you're going you're going for the sublime
2: yeah he got them google,
0: google lens glasses
1: yeah where they can <laughs> communicate uh <laughs> So, uh, Charlotte finds Clementine while looking for William after spotting, you know, the dead William and, uh, she catches up with William. They talk again for a little bit and fight. She shoots William and, and, uh, uh, kills him opening up his dome and like, you know, crushing the
2: little pearl. Uh, and all the while this is happening, uh, the uh, Dolores.
1: I almost said Charlotte again. Dolores talking to Teddy about you know, uh, everything that's been going on and you know, uh, the the realizations of like you know, telling herself the what the truth of what they are and the reflection, being them being the reflections of their makers. And he encourages her to find him in the real life. Uh. And Charlotte also takes herself out, opening her face and you know, crushing her own little you know pearl thing, which that was kind of a weird looking scene because you kind of like I, I just it's weird seeing anybody open up their face and just like you know mm-hmm. grabbing the you know thing and kill themselves and all that. And uh, uh, but there's one final test, of a game of her making, and then we got the Pyramid Song by Radiohead playing and. It looks like Josh that season five is going to be the last one. But we're going back, we're going back to the Westworld. We're going back in the wild, wild west, man. So what what would you think of that ending, man? Because it definitely looks like season five is gonna be the end. At least that's what it it
0: means. Well, here's the thing. We need season five to be confirmed, because it hasn't been renewed yet. (laughs) Uh I found that out when I was looking around earlier that there is no season five been renewed yet. So the, my first concern was like, Oh, please renew it. You could end here, and it would probably be okay, but I really want that season five um yeah, i, I you
1: know what's funny that you mentioned that because I was actually gonna say
0: if even if they didn't,
1: even if it ended here, I could see this working as an ending, you know, like mm-hmm. like this could work as an ending, but obviously we want them to continue the story, right? I mean, come on
0: exactly, and when when uh Dolores, the the Christine Dolores. Uh, when we see Westworld again and that music starts playing and we see the train and then it backs up over yeah. the town, Choo-choo. dude, I got so goddamn excited. That about lost my mind. I was like, <laughs> oh, the son of a bitches. I thought I was out and they pulled me back in, you know, like I, yeah, I, I don't know I don't know where it goes like the writers of this show are so much smarter than I am because I tell you even if you just read the description of each episode I would be so fucking confused by Westworld if I wasn't (laughs) watching it like there's time jumps and things that happen and mind controlling flies and uh, and it's just yeah it was such a return to, to to Westworld I'm so glad this season was good
1: it was definitely a return to form yeah
0: Yes, and and uh, I'm excited where it goes next. I really, really do hope they renew for season five. Even though this was serve as an ending, I want a season five. I want them to get, like, I think they, they the, that the creators of this show have a, a, a season five planned out somewhat. Maybe not completely, but somewhat of an outline. Because I would love to see how it ends. Like, I would love to see how, what they've got. For one final push. And not only that, you could bring back, if it was a final season, I'd bring back fucking everybody. Even if it was just little cameo appearances on occasion. Might, might I, well, I would right? grab, I'd grab Anthony Hopkins and I'd throw him in here for an episode somewhere. You no, know, uh, you know, I, I was like, yo, I was like, I wonder if they bring him back
1: because we're going back to where it all started. So, right? I wonder if you bring him back for like even, I don't know, like it, it, it would make sense. I could see it happening.
0: You could bring back uh, the young man in black, fucking Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, fucking it's a Simpson, right? Or oh uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
4: yeah.
0: You could bring back so many. You could bring back everybody. Like yeah. uh, uh, um, we could see Hector again. Um, you know, like who knows? Who knows? I, I, I would go all out on that last season. I'd be like. HBO, you fuck, you done fucked up Game of Thrones, man. You know that that last season with them dudes, but you could let us finish. You could let us finish the way we want to finish. Give us the money. Give us the stars. Let us do it our way. <laughs> you know. So, I uh, I had such a good time uh, watching this season. Even though I, I'm not smart enough to speculate and know where we're going yet. About the only part I had right about this season was like. I'm pretty sure that Christine character was not in the real world. I'm pretty sure she was a invisible yeah. program and I was right about that, but that was gut feeling for the most part. I'm um, call that one. Uh, so yeah, as a fan of Westworld, I want a season five. Oh, I, I, uh, you know,
1: uh, <sighs> yeah, I, I, like I said, I enjoyed the season. It was definitely more, kept me more, uh, Intrigued than than the you know ones that came before it, um, and I like the musical covers and just you know trying to figure out all the timelines and all that was 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 cool. It was fun. So
0: uh-huh. yeah, I, uh, I I enjoyed it for sure. Also, I think Aaron Paul deserves an award because my God, he was fantastic. Like he was, like his he is crazy good man. Like. Showing the emotion in his voice and his face and his fucking crying and shit. Like, there's multiple moments where I was like, "I think Aaron Paul might be better, better than Ed Harris in this show a little bit because he is bringing it. Like, it's it's crazy." Um. Yeah, I loved it. I love the show. I love. I'm back on. I'm on that. I'm on the train to Westworld. <laughs> toot toot.
1: Two <laughs> two Josh is taking the train back to Westworld.
0: Uh I am. All right. Uh DT, is there anything else you want to talk about? Or are we gonna call that a no, show? No, I mean
1: that's uh that's yeah, I mean, no, I mean I, I think uh I think it was a good season. Uh definitely I'm 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 a little surprised they haven't confirmed a season five yet. I mean you would think that they're they were going to, but I mean honestly if it if it if they just decide to end it here then I could see that working, but yeah, I don't know. i um I, I didn't, I didn't realize that they hadn't confirmed that. That's, uh, huh?
0: Yeah, I didn't realize anyway. it either. I thought they had confirmed it because I was looking on the, the fucking, uh, Reddit, and people were like, yeah. "Season five hasn't been uh, confirmed yet," and I was like, "What? How? It's so good." Okay. Anyway, that's enough yeah. of Westworld. We've talked it to death. We enjoyed the shit out of it. If you haven't seen it, we spoiled it for you. Go watch it anyway, because it's so good. DT, I'm going to throw over to you so we can say our goodbyes, my friend. What do you got coming up?
1: righty. So, coming up for me, um, I'm going to be doing some, probably, Sea of Thieves tomorrow. Live, so uh, by the time this goes up, I'll probably be, tomorrow I'll probably be already streaming it or we'll have streamed it. So go check me out on the Twitch. It's over there on the sidebar. You can see it there. Um, And then I'm going to be starting Outer Wilds. So if that's of interest to you, definitely check that out. Um, On the YouTube side of things, I have a few playthroughs going to be coming up right now. uh, The Guardians of the Galaxy one just ended a few days ago. going up right now and for the next few days is the raji uh epic playthrough and i also after that one i have the uh sniper elites playthrough going up that i did with josh we got road 96 and doom eternal those are all coming up on youtube so stay tuned those will be coming out in the next few weeks uh within the next month, actually, probably. So just keep keep an eye on that. And then uh yeah, uh that, that'll do it for me. We'll be back next week, guys. Next week we're gonna be doing a retro rewind. We haven't done those in a hot minute. So if you are a fan of uh Princess Mononoke, that is what we're gonna be checking out next week. I haven't seen it, Josh hasn't seen it uh so yeah get get ready that's that's gonna be next week's episode and then at the end of the month we'll be doing uh, we'll be covering gamescom so that's those are the, the remaining two shows for this month and then we we'll, you know, obviously next next month we'll be back with a bunch of other things but that'll do it for now thanks everybody uh we'll see you guys later have a good one bye bye and peace out
0: all right Thank you guys for watching the podcast. We appreciate everybody that comes by and supports, even those of you that just hop in and have yourselves muted while you're at work or doing whatever you're doing. We appreciate you guys. Views help. Uh, coming up for me, I'm kind of getting the urge to stream again, and I'm trying to decide if I should do God of War or Spider-Man, because by God, i got to do some of that shit and get it knocked the fuck yeah. out. Hell yeah, you do, my friend. You should. Uh, yeah. I don't know. They're,
1: they're both great. I I, I recommend either one because they're both really good.
0: Yeah. I also have to do Horizon at some point. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. as well as a lot of other things. But I'm getting that urge. I've got that urge to get in the stream. I just got to make some time for it. I've been making dice. Speaking of dice, make sure to check out my Etsy shop, 902 Dice Creations. You can also see photos of stuff on the Instagram. I don't have it over here on the side yet, but we have a TikTok. Now, as well, where I post pretty much the exact same things that I post on Instagram, on TikTok. Uh, 902 Dice Creations. You can find all the dice stuff, 902 Dice Creations. Uh, sellout mode is complete. Um, make sure to come by next week as we do the rest of rewind. Uh, make sure to give us your thoughts, as well, on Westworld, as well as on Prey. We want to hear them. We appreciate you guys. And that is going to do it for this episode. We will see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody.